On this episode of TasteCast, we'll be discussing what we've been playing. I'll be talking about my impressions on Resident Evil Village. I'm sure uh, at least a few of you will be interested in that, considering I keep getting asked about what I think of it, and I've played through it like four times now. So I definitely have an opinion. Stay tuned for that. We'll also be reacting to a lot of videos and discussing the Final Fantasy XIV Digital Fan Festival 2021 that just happened. There's a lot to talk about there, so that's going to be the brunt of this episode. And then, of course, reading your comments. So, uh, as always, down below, there will be chapters. Skip to whatever you want to see. But before we jump into all that, quick reminders to download and play Battlefield Five, Stranded Deep, and Wreckfest all offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month, which is coming up soon for Plus Club. Let us know we thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of them. And our game of the month uh, randomly picked is Zero Escape, the Nunnery Games, which is a uh, story puzzle style game. Make sure to play that, come back at the end of the month as well for Game of the Month, where we will be discussing that game and picking our next Game of the Month for the upcoming month. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel further than liking this video, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. And we are on audio platforms like iTunes and Spotify and everything else under the fucking sun if you'd like to listen to us instead of watching us on YouTube. All right, let's get into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 142 of the Tasty Cast, our weekly podcast. My name is Seth, and of course, joining me is my brother to my left, your right, and up in the box, we got Chris joining us, and we got a lot to talk about today, particularly or specifically uh, FanFest, which is going to be a fun conversation. You guys are going to be well more informed than I am on that. You guys can kind of steer me through those uncharted waters. But before that, how you guys doing? actually feel pretty good for working today so yeah had a three-day weekend for fan fest uh unfortunately had a headache through most of it and then of course the day i go back to work i feel good every time i saw you you were like slouched in your chair your eyes were bloodshot and they're like half open and you're just kind of like looking around like hurting. like you were seeing the light and i was like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with him and you're like, i have a headache i'm like that's a wild headache no yeah, well, they usually are but that's pretty pretty bad. Looks like it's fucking you up. Usually feels like someone's punching me in the head, so it's pretty bad. <laughs> Guess our punching back. Chris, do you have any uh, any ailments? I am actually really tired today for some reason. I didn't work today at all, but I'm tired as hell. Same, dude. I I, I actually felt really good before I got home, and then I got home and I sat down, and all of a sudden I was just fucking passing out. I did, well, in your case, you were gone. All week last week, yeah. so yeah. this is your first like day of work. And Chris, I think, has the opposite problem. He's been really busy lately, and now he finally gives his body a day to rest. And his body's probably like, "Yeah, don't do that." <laughs> so no rest for you. <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> so yeah, work to do, son. It's the worst. And uh, yeah, this taste cast was delayed because I had a cool situation where I had a pinched nerve in my back, something I've never experienced before, whereas pain in my lower neck, upper back, shoulder blade, down into my elbow, which I've never felt in my life all at once, just felt it all over the place. And then these weird little numbing shooting sensations into my wrist. 
I like woke up like that one day and I was like, that's fucking not good. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I got hit in the spine while sleeping, but like something's up. Luckily, it's pretty much gone gone away. It's just kind of a small little pain now, but that was crazy. I don't want to experience that again. And that though, I'm uh, pretty good. Just tired. I uh, like I said, got home and fucking chilled out. And now I'm ready to take a nap. But we got a lot to talk about, so we're gonna jump into that. And it's uh, taste cast. So we're gonna jump into what we've been playing. Chris apparently has a more substantial list than us, so we'll start with you. Hey, so uh, I've been playing a little tiny bit of Dragon Quest Eleven lately. Cool. Um, I really want that turn-based RPG feel. Oh, you'll um, get it. It's so good. I love that game. It's visually just different for me i mean it's dragon quest so it's, it's akira toriyama so mm-hmm. i just see trunks everywhere in the game like oh look there's trunks and there's baby trunks and that's adult trunks and there's young trunks and it's really but, weird how anything that is based off of his art they use the trunks template a lot constantly i don't know why like maybe because it's supposed to be fantasy and his bulka is like something you'd expect more from something fantasy i don't know because everybody, of course, has like you know Goku style hair as well. But other than that, they don't really dealt. Like, there's a lot of trunks. I, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I ran into some kid. He had, they had. It was a girl. She had the exact same haircut as the main character. And I was like, is that is that my child? What is that my illegitimate? Child? Are we related? I saw someone like you earlier too. Is it, are we a big family? What is all this? Are you destined to be the next hero? Yeah, are you the next one? Are you Dragon Quest twelve? <laughs> Uh, but I haven't gotten I haven't gotten too far in it, but uh, it's okay so far. Not too bad. It's a bit it, it's a bit of a slow burn in the beginning. Yeah, that was a game though that I, when I finished, I was like depressed. I was like, I don't want this to be over. Oh, okay. So yeah, that game definitely it. gets better and better the more you play it. So, I mean, I can expect that with any RPG, it's kind of a slow burn at first. They get the story set up, and then they kind of let you go into it. But. Uh, Unlike any Japanese RPG, the more you play it, the more shit unlocks. And does have kind of a, just like a typical hero story, but just the the whole world and characters are really charming, and the adventure is really fun. It has some cool like um, puff and puffu that, but also <laughs> um, which is always welcome. But also, um, especially in Chris's case, I'm sure he loves oh, it. He's gonna love it. Um, but typical of a lot of JRPGs, the ones you're playing for a long time, whole features just kind of show up like 40 hours into the game. And that's something I really love about those kind of games is you're always getting surprised with new things. They really think about the whole experience of the game and not just like, well, you got to upgrade this weapon and your character now has this skill point. Like there's, you know, whole new features that kind of mm-hmm. come out as you play it. And it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Just kind of, it's just kind of a slow burn for me though. Nothing, no, nothing racing through it. Just kind of taking my time. Hmm. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of a game called Undermine, which is a roguelike game. Uh, you play like a miner, like literally just like you have a pickaxe as your weapon and you go and collect gold and fight little randomly spawned monsters. I haven't gotten too deep into it, but uh, your character, like I said, it's roguelike. It's a random character every time you die and there's a hub that you go back and spend your currency at to upgrade your gear. Uh, it's cutesy. It kind of reminds me visually of um, Stardew Valley. Kind of Interesting. Aesthetic to it. I uh, I've yeah. seen and heard about Undermine a million times, and it's a game that I honestly feel like I should have played, but I've every time I look at it, I can't pull the trigger because I feel like I'll play mm-hmm. it for five minutes and never touch it again. 
So I definitely do little bursts of it. It's not it's not a long play for me. Is it okay? You're not really selling it to me right now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, it, you're making it sound interesting, but you're also making it sound like exactly what I'm kind of worried it's going to be. It's like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I've played more Dead Cells than I have Undermine so far. Well, that that's the worst um, thing too, though, is when you play Dead Cells or Hades or. You know any of the really good roguelikes, and then you play ones that are like are okay. It's like eh, I don't know. I've I've really tried something way better than this. It's hard for me to want to go back to stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all right. It's just kind of something fun to pass the time every now and then. It's whatever. It's free. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's a good way to try games. So absolutely, I'm paying for it right now. I haven't used it in months, so I I should probably hop in there and look at some games. Chris has been shilling it for months. Yeah, he's getting use out of it though. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're using it. Um, I also played a little bit here and there of 14 Final Fantasy 14. Uh, we haven't. We didn't raid this week due to the fan fest and you know life happening. Um, but I have been doing like a dungeon or two a day, getting the tokens for the event to unlock some random stuff here and there. Um, grinding out relic gear for my healer class now since i'm now one of the healers um nothing crazy to report there uh i've also been playing a little bit of monster hunter world again uh, a couple of friends asked me to play it with them so i reinstalled that and kind of hopped back in there and it's just like immediately was like where's my wire bug i don't <sighs> like this i feel very slow <laughs> yeah it'd be kind of hard to uh hop back and forth between those two because they're similar but pretty different as well yeah, and, and not just in gameplay either. Uh, the colors are very, like, dull in world. In yeah. comparison to Rise, it feels like. It's just very, like, muted. I went back to the game was like, what happened? Something's wrong. This doesn't look right. Yeah, Rise definitely embraces a more vibrant, I don't want to say cartoony look, but more exaggerated look, whereas World was definitely trying to showcase that they could make a really good-looking game, but they're also making it look mm-hmm. realistic. As far as right. as realistic as you can make Monster Hunter look, which yeah. is a lot better than the movie. So, yeah, yeah. So just the little bits of that here and there. When someone asks me to hop in with them, I'll do that. But nothing nuts there. Uh, of course, Monster Hunter Rise. I've been playing that every day, like once a day, like a hunt here and there. Nothing crazy. I think I'm rank one seventeen now. Uh, the, the thing is, I've I've done all the available quests for the most part, except for the challenge quests now. So uh, I, the only thing I have left to do is like grind out like maybe you know be the completionist in me and get all the armor and all the weapons. But uh, I I don't I don't go too hard on it. So I've I've reached pretty much the end of the game at the moment until they hmm. release more content. How many hours have you put into it? Oh, I have no idea. I I didn't even check. I've put a lot into it. So yeah, I, mean, I play like two or three quests a day. Yeah, say so I'm probably about 40, 50 hours, and and I feel like I'm pretty much done, minus cleaning up my quest log. Interesting. So, yeah, it's not super long, but they are uh, similar to World. The next update is supposed to add more story. So. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. I've been curious about how they're gonna support. It. I know they're gonna support. It. I don't know. To you know, Monster World extent or something more reasonable. So far, it's seeming pretty on track what they did with World. So hmm. far. Yeah, the last couple of event quests, they, did, they have three out, last I checked. They give you uh, an emote, a couple stickers, 
and a bunch of titles. Yeah. So pretty similar to what they do with World. <laughs> Other than the fact um, that you have access to them all the time. They're not temporary. Yeah, it's like <laughs> old school ones where you have them. Yeah. You just download them. They're there permanently. There's no rotating of seasonal events. Mm-hmm. That's and then cool. the last game I've been playing, actually, I, I don't play it anymore because I beat it, was Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I sat down and beat the whole game. I heard it's pretty short. It's, I would say it's relatively short-ish. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of short. I, and it's not really story-wise as impactful as I was hoping it would be. Because hmm. uh, it is, the story-wise takes place right after the... It's like the same time as like I believe uh episode six. Kinda that no. Eh, kinda. It's it's just after Order Sixty Six happened and the Jedi are scattered and dead. I don't know the exact time frame, but mm-hmm. you're hiding because of all that stuff because you're a like a little Padawan type Jedi kid. Just a little Padawan. It's a little ginger okay. Padawan. You are a ginger paddle. <laughs> this is true. The um, legendary ginger Padawan. It was entertaining enough to get a whole playthrough for me. Maybe part of that's like the, uh, you know, the nerd in me who were like Star Wars. But mm-hmm. uh, it unlocked New Game Plus, and I was just like, meh, there's no need. There's no reason to play the game. <laughs> See, th- this, and I apologize to anybody who was one of the people who was trying to get me to play the game for so long, um, which I really should have played it. But um, because I am an old school Star Wars fan, I'm not so stoked about like. Um, Disney Star Wars doesn't do much for me. In fact, some of it I really dislike. Um, but, of course, this is Respawn that made this. So that's been a, kind of a selling point for me. But um, also, new canon is not that interesting to me. But a lot of people told me, like, you got to play this game. you got to play this game. It's amazing. You know, game of the year material, stuff like that. Which, that kind of hype's really exciting for me. But now you're just going, like, yeah, it's cool. But, like, new game plus, I don't really care too much. And so, like that, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable. Not to say anybody who really liked it is being unreasonable, but with the amount of like positive hype I heard about it, and people really trying to push me to play it, which I definitely should play it. Um, it's interesting to hear a opinion that's not just like it's amazing or it's shit. So, I mean, it's kind of kind of nice to hear that. It, it, if you're looking for a, a, a fun little game to play through go for it. I mean, I played it on the not the normal difficulty, but I, hard. I played on hard um, and had no real problems since I got combat down. It was just kind of rinse and repeat after that. Um, and I was expecting, and this is just on my end, something more like Dark Souls where you kind of like make your own character type scenario. I know you play as a character, but like stat-wise or like build-wise, you could kind of make it unique. And it's it's predetermined of what abilities and things you have and how fast they unlock based on how far you progress in the story so yeah, it seems like they're trying to go for like an uncharted style type game like a third person story centric cinematic game but then when i watched gameplay it looked like it had a lock-on system similar to dark souls but i know because it's star wars it needs to be accessible so they're not going to make a dark souls game out of star wars specifically you know ea and respawn you know, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if they did do that, but they weren't going to do that. So I only kind of saw like a, at the surface level that they probably were inspired by Dark Souls and some of its combat mechanics. But difficulty wise, I never assumed it was going to be crazy. So I'd actually heard on normal 
it is a pretty easy game to play through, so it makes sense that hard wouldn't be like too crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just I was expecting or hoping for more, but you know that's just on my end going to it blind, really. Other than hearing like little rumors that it's kind of like Dark Souls, so yeah, it was fun enough to play through once, but I probably won't go back. Hmm. You're you're really just kind of bring up games that you're not selling to me, but you're like, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> Chris, they're like cool. I tried some stuff. They were all right. They're games. Yeah, they're okay. They yeah, play. They you play them. They're all right. <laughs> not too bad. If there's one of the two games I need to play, I absolutely have to play. Undermine or Fallen Order? Which one? Uh oh. <laughs> you gotta think about it. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I would say do Fallen Order, because it's got a it's got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Why is it it's intriguing, but it's not like I don't know. I, Undermine is just like kind of like go in and click and kill things. There's no real like depth to it personally. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of assume that. I get worried about the story and Fallen Order though. I didn't, like I said, I need, I need to play it just so I can have a real opinion on it. But um, some of the lore that they're playing with also shares uh, canon with uh, something that a lot of people just kind of accepted people with lightsabers using them like helicopters and flying around. And when you do that, you kind of lose me. What? In in the uh, one of the one of the cartoons, the um, I forgot their name, but there's this group of people, and at one point they put their lightsabers in the air and they start spinning like helicopters and they fly out. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, laser swords are pretty crazy, but that you can get uh, lift from from that laser, unless they're flying and they're doing it for a visual thing, which I would hate even worse. Um, <laughs> They're getting you force. Yeah, it's, it's it, that, that shit kind of blew my mind. And people are like, "It's canon, bro. It's canon." I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm not interested in that fan fiction canon." So, I don't recall that happening in the game, so we don't have to worry about. Okay, that. I, I well, I I was like, respawn would never do that. They're not going to do that to me. Like, they make dope ass <laughs> games. Why would they do that shit? So, I'm sure you definitely, as far as off. like abilities go, feel like Luke when he's training with Yoda. Like you're kind of like getting there, but you're not quite. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was gonna be like one of those enough. Padawan stories where you're like, kind of finding out your potential, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's intriguing just to see kind of like the events that happen like after you know Order sixty six mm-hmm. takes place. That that era intrigues me for sure. That guy in Grogu, wondering uh, how many people how many people got out of that thing. It seemed like in the movies they like killed off like most of them. But it seems like a they lot of people. They killed off a away. lot, but there, there's always like a, a group here and there that you hear about, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Hmm. That's a good list. Play more Dragon Quest. That's the banger. And near that you started and didn't continue. No, it's boring, dog. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't agree with what I said, but I said it. <laughs> I'll say a shit I don't agree with. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> Here's very good. I love that game. I need to play more Replicant. I played it for like an hour and a half, and I loved it. And then I haven't played it since. I know this, that. This is the curse of my life. I'm like, I love this game. Wait, what's this game? I start playing that. I'm like, this game's cool, too. Play this game. I'm like, oh, well, this one also okay. tastes good. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm sad at buffet of games going like, these are all kind of good. Are you going to eat more of that? I don't know if I got room for that. I've been eating this over here. It's pretty much, yeah, that's, that's gaming for me. Um, Shay. All right. Uh, I also played Monster Hunter Rise. I kind of already said where I'm at in the game. So, uh, still using the uh, hunting horn. I do want to try other weapons in that game because they did change the combat quite a bit in the game. So, um, I am curious to see how other ones play, but the hunting horn is like the best it's ever been. So, even talking the thing up, uh, it's a club that buffs you. Hell yeah. I mean, like, there's literally no, like, down to, like, in Monster Hunter, usually, like, you'd get your notes set up, and then you'd play all the songs while standing there, essentially bait to be hit while you're trying to play your songs. And this, uh, one of the, I don't remember the called, like, stances or whatever, is you swing, you play the note when you swing, and then when a song is completed f- just through combat, the, the song just comes out of the hunting horn while you're swinging mm. so there's no stopping to play it just plays it when you get the notes so sounds streamlined very and then they added um the, <clears throat> i don't know what they're called either because i'm terrible with names but they're wire bug moves essentially there's one where it's like a swing and then a sonic blast happens which is really good for breaking parts but does kind of crappy damage mm-hmm. and then there is a like straightforward, just two huge hit one. Um, and I've been using that one. Uh, and to kind of give like a comparison of damage, when I swing and hit things, I do anywhere from like, you know, if it's a armored spot, seven damage to if it's a, a spot I'm supposed to be hitting, like 40, maybe 50 damage. But if I do that wire bug attack to their head, the first hit will be like 250 to 300. And then the second hit will be like 300 to 500. Hmm. It's just like boom, boom, real quick. So really nice if it hit lands um probably my favorite part about monster on rise i actually think the experience of world is better the combat in rise is awesome though so that's cool they're able to do that with uh with the switch which is you know without sounding insulting a lesser console and power well one the frame rate's fucking amazing i don't get it like (laughs) a little i did play it ran very well yeah so they nailed it in that regard um it's nice to see that someone other than nintendo can make a game run like silky smooth on the Mm -hmm. switch yeah any game nintendo makes on any of their consoles regardless of what their limitations are they always look amazing and play great yeah for sure um although capcom it's just been, I mean, I could just say Capcom be done with it, but like <laughs> they've just been like killing it and killing it and killing it and killing it and killing it. And like, I'm at the point where I'm like, can Capcom fuck up? Which is weird. Cause years ago I was like, fuck Capcom. Man, I, we said this a few times on the channel now, but like a lot of times, a lot of the devs in Japan right now are just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. But Capcom is like fucking immaculate in what they're doing. Like yeah. everything they're making. I'm just like, holy shit. These guys do not <laughs> fuck up. Like they exceed my expectation every time. For sure. Awesome. Excuse me. Um, no, <laughs> I have, absolutely. Not. I'm not doing that. There's a lot of things you can ask me. Excuse me, anybody. Um, I brought it up last time, but, uh, me and Chris beat Minecraft is, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you can beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now I'm planning a, essentially like a shrine to put the dragon egg. Cause there's only one, on the server ever. So I just want to give it like a special place essentially. 
Um, that's my plan right now. Unfortunately, I got my eye on quartz, so <laughs> it's going to be a huge time investment because you have to go to the nether to get it or trade with villagers. Okay. So, um, it you won't be me, too you, bad. You showed me the flying thing. The elytra. Yeah. That was uh, that was stressful because <laughs> it looked like there's momentum to it, and you're like, you can lose this. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, you can literally clip a tree, and f- yeah, like if your chunks start loading in fast enough, and they load in, you smack a tree, you'll just you'll just die right there. And you've been flying for a while, your bed's way back here, it's gone. Like That's horrifying. So. Can you drop it in uh, lava? <clears throat> oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't die in lava is netherite gear, which is essentially. The Nether's version of diamonds. Oh, interesting. So, God, they've added so much to that game. There's a major update coming out this summer too. So, what are they adding? Uh, they're changing caves completely. So they're gonna be more like real caves instead of the weird Minecraft caves. Um, they're, they're weird as fuck. They're adding a bunch of blocks, adding candles. Bu- dude, <laughs> the last time I paid attention to any of the updates, they added like fucking 57 blocks. That was the last update. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck do you need that? And like, I'm not even trying to complain. I'm like, what do you need that many blocks for? That's crazy. There's a lot of choice in the game. Um, Sounds like it. They're adding uh, amethyst, which is a new material type. They're adding copper that you can mine now and copper oxidizes. So it'll go from like a bronze color to green. And then you can deoxidize it as well. You can also make lightning towers to protect your buildings from lightning strikes now um is that that common no but lightning if you don't have a stone roof will burn down your house so that's scary uh, yeah so everything of mine is made out of glass and stone for a reason <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh what else they adding oh so right now like when you beat the game you go to a zone called the end and there's a bunch of people who are watching this like, yeah, dude, I already know. Um, I don't. <laughs> uh, once you beat the dragon, you unlock the ability to go to the outer islands of the end. And there are these buildings that occasionally spawn. They're called end cities. And they got these little box-shaped enemies called shulkers. They have one not very painful but very annoying attack where it's a homing missile. And if it hits you, you just start floating. And if it wears off, you fall. That's <laughs> so, sketchy. Very, because the... V- void exists there so there's islands and then nothingness and if you're on the nothingness you lose all your shit so, <laughs> that's uh, pretty fucking scary it's also where you get the elytras so uh, but if you kill those shulkers you get their their shells and you can make boxes that you can put in your inventory so it's a full inventory that now takes one square of your inventory hmm. so it's inventory within your inventory essentially interesting yeah they're making a smaller version in 1.17 that are um, sacks, essentially. So there'll be baby inventories that you can put in your inventory that are more early game accessible. Hmm. So very cool. A lot of uh, quality of life there. Definitely. They're also changing the way mining ore works. And some people in the community that I've seen are kind of upset by it. I think it's great. What are they doing? Right now, when you mine like iron ore, for example, you get the whole block and then you smelt the block and you get one iron bar right mm-hmm. it's been that way forever you know yeah. now it's going to drop um iron ore instead of the block and so that means you can use a looting pickaxe not looting uh oh no i'm drawing a blank fortune <laughs> a fortune pickaxe and potentially get more when you mine now so you just get more iron like <laughs> 
So it allows for the possibility of getting more. Can you get less? You can get the same or more if you have better equipment. So it's just rewarding having better equipment. Yes. So are people just upset because it's traditional to not? It, it's have it's that? being stuck in old ways. It's yeah. how I feel it is. Um, I mean, I, I I get that, but at the same time, on a the in a way of changing the way the game plays, I don't see any negatives to it outside of like I don't like change. Yeah, I and mean, that's pretty much what it feels like, <laughs> and it is aesthetically different now. It's because they're changing the way or looks as well. There's also going to be veins that'll they'll show up now, and they're like massive. So, well, in like most survival games, and Minecraft is a survival game nowadays. Like you hit like a branch or a tree, and you get like a certain amount of random amounts of of the resource. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're just modernizing it because even though they led the way a long time ago, there's a lot of survival games now, yeah. and it's pretty typical to have you know certain systems where like you know. I can chop through this faster now because I have a higher level, you know, axe. But also, I get more wood back. Like, there's there's all these systems that incentivize progression, um, and that sounds like a soft way of them kind of doing that as well. Yeah, um, and then they're adding <clears throat> a new boss monster uh, because there's nothing in the game that's really challenging against netherite armor, and. <laughs> So you have 10 hearts, right? The the new guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he'll hit you once and you'll lose six and a half hearts with netherite armor on. So he hits and like a truck. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's a monster. He can't see though. So he only will attack you if you make noise. So if oh, you weird. mine next to him, um, he'll come right at you. As far as they so. have enemies that don't just work off some kind of basic system of coming after you. I mean, they got those too, and then like you well, know. I mean, that's all the yeah. types of monsters that were there in classic Minecraft. They'll just see you and walk at you and start attacking. Oh, so it's some interesting. of them are super annoying now. Sure, I'm just saying it's interesting <laughs> to hear that they even have an enemy that that is based off sound. That's it's yeah. kind of crazy. Oh, and the other thing, this will be the last thing, and then we can move on because there's a lot to the patch coming out. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a I can't remember if it's a plant or a material rock, but regardless, it's going to allow for wireless redstone signals so now you can do i imagine the the redstone stuff's gonna get crazy now yeah it's just gonna get crazier <laughs> so that's also cool yeah you're i mean you're already able to do some pretty that pretty crazy stuff but like yeah if you can do it wirelessly that's fucking insane yeah i mean when they introduced a honey blocks people came up with all sorts of crazy stuff that what's way a, too what's a honey block Honey is sticky, so is slime, but they don't stick to each other. And so you can create machines where they can be next to each other. Uh, that's how you make flying machines, really. You just have this machine that essentially just pumps in the air and moves forward because of the, the lack of friction between those two blocks. That's weird. It's very <laughs> slow, though. It's very slow. <laughs> You're better off walking. So Unless you want to AFK. That's really only the reason you would do it. Hmm. So. It's interesting even you can even do it though yeah i mean people take those same principles and they'll make automatic mining machines underground and they can just stack them next to each other and they'll just bore out things automatically just by standing on the back of them so hmm. i i'm not interested in that i'm not playing the game at that point i mean they yeah but they, <laughs> they allowed it 
within the parameters of what they gave you. Well, they're so, not trying to stop it either. So. Yeah, I mean, like, you're just taking advantage of the physics and the systems in the game. You could call an exploit, but you're literally just using the stuff that they have. So. 100%. 100%. But it does so, sound boring for sure. That's my that's my whole thing. All pun intended. I, I there's a level of automation I'm comfortable with, and then after a while, I'm like, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, but some people are probably gonna be stoked about like the idea of having an operation that big and the amount of things that they're getting done and stuff like that. So. Oh, the efficiency is wild for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Any kind of like um, a lot of those like micromanaging games where you have like you know like a factory or whatever, and you have a lot a lot of automation happening. I can see somebody who's into that kind of thing. I mean, my like that. my farm's pretty much automatic, but <laughs> but I don't want to worry about food. <laughs> yeah, fair. Although yeah. I feel like you didn't really have to worry about it after a while anyway in the the original one. It's become pretty irrelevant for me. Hmm. So, in fact, I would even argue diamond equipment has now become irrelevant for us because we have a store filled with villagers that'll just sell you diamond stuff now. So, Interesting. And then Chris had a big brain idea and put a bunch of berry farm, a berry farm in front of the store and you can just go pick all the berries and go sell them for emeralds and then spend the emeralds. <laughs> big brain, Chris. So, <laughs> as soon as he did, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's great. I like how they're just buying them from you if they're just out front. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you well, got these for me. My iron farm's right next to it too and they'll buy the iron. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ain't work on the AI. Instead of going out and get it, well, I am trapped. So I mean, they're kind of slave labor. <laughs> You're a fan of that. It's efficient. If it's a survival <laughs> game, Chevy's like somebody else do this for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, still having fun with that game. Um, I don't play it as much now, just because really all that's left is like building stuff, which is you know I have to be inspired to do. I can't just go in there and start building, and then. Uh, <clears throat> there's a couple bosses that uh, me and Chris, you know, still need to do. We've only done, I think, just the Ender Dragon. Uh, still have to fight the Wither. Still have to fight uh, a Temple Guardian. So, Ooh. there's so much shit to that game. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like fifty fifty percent of the stuff you talk about that game, I'm just like, that's the thing. I got a server you can play anytime. Yeah, me and Chris can show you around. I got the video game buffet. Too much stuff going on. <laughs> it's not like Minecraft's going anywhere. And and <laughs> I'm starting to get an MMO itch. I'm gonna hop oh. into ESO and see how that is because I haven't played that since it released. I'm that curious to try it as well, but 14's my MMO. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. And of course, anytime I think about MMOs, I'm thinking about 14. Should I hop back into that? I'm sure if I said that, you guys would like, yeah, do that. Um, I just want you to beat it. I don't even care if like yeah. you play the end game. As much as we need an eighth person right now. <laughs> you need an eighth person? I thought you had a full... Lost one. Lost him? Yeah, their schedule is That's constantly... That's why I'm healing. Yeah, their schedule is constantly... They guys are just like in a dungeon and they disappeared and you're like, lost him. No, life happened. So, not a big deal. Into the aether. But too much, now... Too much life happening. We have to pug again. And because of how late in the expansion we are now, most people have cleared all this stuff and they're, they're not doing it really. Especially at midnight, <laughs> so which is uh, when we play. You can find parties yeah, early in the week, time. but yeah, we're like right before reset. Unless you make friends with some um, French or Australian people, 
Well, they're playing on different servers. Around 4, 4 or 5 a.m. That's when they start coming out. On the Japanese servers, because that's when they're awake, too. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, that'll just segue into 14. I've been playing a little bit of 14. Um, same thing Chris is doing, pretty much, and getting mobile tombstones for the FanFest event. Um, only doing, like, a dungeon or two, and I log out. I'm, I'm trying not to burn out right now, because there's a big patch coming out, and I want to dive into that when it comes out so. yeah that makes sense and then i think the only thing i played was uh 999 the non games i got one ending and i can't talk about it because it's game of the month but for anybody who possibly might be playing this soon wants mm-hmm. to play it and of course we're going to talk about this at the end of the month but um or maybe is playing it right now. They don't know there is, I guess, a true ending in the game. But you have to be there. Are so many four times. endings you have to get before you can get the true ending. Yeah, because I heard that from you and somebody else. So it's kind of interesting. Stick. Yeah. So. Well, Sarah was also playing it, so she mm. told me some about it. So yeah, it's interesting that uh, you have to earn the true ending and not like do a certain thing to get to it. Yeah, like a lot of games. The one thing I'll give it though is like the first playthrough for me at least was about five hours. With some assistance. See, it's funny because when I looked it up, because every time I play any game I have never played before, I always look up. There's a whole website for it uh, that tells How you the, beat, yeah. the, the average time it takes people to beat games. And it was like 20-some hours. Well, playing it five times would be about 20 hours. But it didn't say that. Sure, so, no, no, so, yeah. So without context, <laughs> yeah. if, it's, if you can beat the game, a lot of people out there might just beat the game once and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like it wouldn't be beneficial. It sounds like you need to beat it multiple times to get the full experience. But mm-hmm. a lot of people might just beat it once and be done with it. It's just like there's people out there who only beat near like once, and they're like, okay, I'm done. Um, oh, yeah, you got like a third of the story. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, some of them might not know that, though, too, that there's multiple you know endings that, sure. that lead to whatever. That's one reason why I kind of want to talk about it. But also, it seems like a huge... I don't know. Um, it's, it's not specific, I guess, when I look that up and say like 20 hours. Because I'd be right. like, I beat it in five, I beat it in five. And I'm like, this sounds more reasonable when you can say like, oh, I, I can, you can beat one of the storylines yeah. in five hours as opposed to them just saying, yeah, 20 hours. Well, the good news is when you're done and you, you save, it gives you a tree and shows you the path you took. And then you can literally mm-hmm. go, I want to load right here. And then you can go down another branch. Interesting. So you can just skip to a part you want, and then any dialogue you've seen, you can also just skip, and it'll just go to stuff you haven't seen, essentially. Uh, kind of on topic. Uh, have you played it yet, Chris? No. Okay. Yeah. Definitely gonna have. We're definitely gonna have a conversation about it. I got. I got a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's definitely an interesting for the channel game to play that's way out of what we normally yeah, play so. <laughs> without talking about my opinion on it when i started i was like oh yeah games like this exist yeah I, this is outside of my wheelhouse 100 yeah it's like here's a math equation this is how you're going to solve the math equation oh like you're going to teach me how to solve math equations i gotta i gotta i gotta know math for this game yeah what the fuck is this but we'll talk about that at the end of the month that's what I've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I've also played Zero Escape, the non games. Um, can't talk about it, but we did talk about it a little bit already. And uh, definitely stay tuned, because we are going to have a discussion on that. And I think it's going to be an interesting one, because I have some very... 
I have a lot of opinions in every direction when it comes to this game. Um, so I need to play more, though, for sure. I've only put like two hours into it, so not much, but I already have a pretty strong opinion on the game. Uh, let's see. Played Scavenger some more. If you don't know what that is, it's a free-to-play uh, Battle Royale that is only on PC right now. I'm sure it'll come out to consoles. Uh, still fun, but... I have this common thing happening lately where I play like these team-based games and I keep getting with teams that don't communicate and don't work together. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. Um, Cause I like the game, but you gotta have like cohesion. You need a team that works together. And uh, when that doesn't happen, it's frustrating. So I'm like, I don't, I, I don't get to experience the game the way it's supposed to be experienced. But um, it's a cool game. I like a lot of things going on in that. Uh, I've unlocked the, has this weird system where, you craft your progression and everybody does that as you play the game. Anytime you craft a certain thing, it has a time limit you have to wait for. And the further you get into the stuff you're crafting, uh, the longer it takes, um, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, people who have been playing it a lot more than other people are going to be set up better. Um, it reminds so, me of old school arc and Eve online. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and I appreciate that they're even doing any kind of progression in a battle royale because that's that's a tricky thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cosmetics seems to be the way to go, but for someone like me, it's not enough. So that I am actually unlocking stuff that everyone else is going to unlock eventually. So it's not that exciting, but it still gives you a, a sense of like, oh, I got a new thing to play with now. Oh, I got a new uh, special weapon for this character, and um, it's kind of cool. But there's also like tiers. In your crafting so at tier one you can only craft these items once you've crafted all those items you can unlock tier two we have to craft tier two and once that happens it takes a while you can start crafting other items after that you go to tier three tier four um so it's got a lot, a lot of really cool stuff going on but at the same time i feel like i'm just kind kind of being fooled into thinking i'm i'm progressing when it's just giving me the features that everybody else has yeah as i go so it, it's it's interesting i i respect that they're doing it it's just um it doesn't quite nail it but at least it's a step in the right direction because i think battle rails need to evolve um and it's trying it so it also has a huge emphasis on scavenging outside of just looking for weapons i really dig that too because i like survival games so it's kind of a cool mix i also really like that you're fighting npcs um most of the time i really like that mix if done well uh yeah so not much to report there would like to play more but uh, i need to play with people on that note been playing more hood outlaws and legends and this a game that my opinion on the playing with people not playing well together uh is magnified by a lot that game you (laughs) need to work together to have any kind of success um, and if you're against a team that's even slightly working together and you're not at all, your team's just like, oh, I'm going to go do this, blah, 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 you're going to lose every time. Um, and it is rough. Uh, so overall, Hood, Outlaw, and Legends, um, Outlaws and Legends, um, is fun. I think it's got a lot of potential, a lot of really cool stuff going on. But um, people need to learn the game, I think, a little bit. Um, also, some of the stuff feels kind of off. So, like, if you're standing behind anybody and you duck and uh, hit E, I believe, I think it's E, you can instantly kill them. Um, and I don't know how you can make that system feel better, but it feels a little too easy. Like, if you're in the middle of fighting somebody, you two are, like, swinging each other, blocking, dodging. Someone just, like, walk up behind you and kill you instantly. 
boom, dead instantly, boom, dead instantly. Or you can like be executing someone and someone's just like wait in line and just kill you after the animation's <laughs> over. And I, I, I don't, a lot of times I, I like, I can think of something that the dev could have done. I'm not a dev. So it's like easier to go, you should have done this. But in this case, I'm like, well, what, what would you do to remedy that? Because I like that you can stealth kill people, but I don't like how, how easy it is. It seems like way, it's like, it's not even like a stealth feature. It's if you're ducked behind somebody, you can kill them instantly. Um, so I don't know how you'd fix it, but I, I, I don't f think it feels right. doesn't feel gratifying when I do it or when I do it and somebody else is waiting to do it right behind me after I'm doing it. Cause there's a whole animation when you stealth kill somebody. Um, so yeah, I don't even know how to, I don't, I don't know what I could even offer in terms of like how to make that better or what I'm exactly really that upset about, but just, uh, it feels off. I don't know. I'm not really into it too much. Yeah. It sounds tricky. Yeah. Overall, though, that game, I feel like its idea is in a good place, and it's pretty fun to play, um, but it needs some fine-tuning, I think. Um, so hopefully they're able to do that, because um, it's a really cool game. I'd hate to see it uh, kind of fall off. Um, I think it's doing well, though. Seems like there's always people playing. It's a lot easier to get in a game than uh, the first day. The first time I, day I played it, um, it took like 10 minutes to get into a game, which kind of sucked. Pretty long wait, but I think I think they're having server issues, which is to be expected, you know, with any with online game. Every game. game. Mm -hmm. All right, and I played a little bit of Resident Evil Seven because I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil Village a lot, and we'll talk about that. Um, but while playing Resident Evil Village, I was like, "What does Resident Evil Seven feel like?" I, I played it not that long ago, but now I've been playing so much Village. How different is it? And it's pretty fucking different. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> they really fine-tuned the way village plays to not be doom but to play well where seven has this pacing that's like a lot slower a lot clunkier feeling and in like a survival horror um, environment a game that's built around the idea of trying to be more scary than actiony i guess um it works really well but going from village back to seven i was like i don't like this this isn't <laughs> as fun to play uh, the experience is still awesome. I think Seven is is a really good uh, uh, game, and I'm really happy Capcom made it because it was their return to horror, essentially. Um, but uh, but yeah, Village plays so like Village is fun to play. Mm. I actually like run around shooting stuff in the game. Like this is fucking dope. This is like a a cool FPS. Um, but yeah, Seven's cool. Um, I just got past. I forgot her fucking name. The the old wife lady who gets the extendo arms comes through the window how do you know she crawls all over the ceiling anybody who's played the game knows what i'm talking about so the only thing i know about marguerite whole game. is that her name marguerite i think maybe i don't know I what don't, do you say the only thing i know about the whole game is the garage the garage is definitely a part i fucking i hate that part um i hate jack that guy drives me fucking insane. Welcome to the family. He just punches you all the time. Bop, 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 bop. Although, Village, I'm I'm not going to get into spoilers too much, but there's a revelation that I kind of felt like I knew without them confirming it to me uh, that goes back to Seven. Um, that I thought was kind of a... a kind of had um, some weight to it. I was like, that's kind of cool. Would you say by playing it, it made Seven better? Yes. 
That's interesting. I think. That's what I always say about like Shadowbringers when it comes to Final Fantasy. So, okay. So I'm just going to dive into Village, but um, to kind of bridge it, uh, Resident Evil Village does exactly what the fuck I thought I was going to do storyline wise. I, what Capcom does with Resident Evil, it's like this, these people were connected to these people and they're responsible for this while these guys were doing that and blah, 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 blah. They do that, which has always kind of drove me nuts about Resident Evil because it gets so convoluted, but they did it the most responsibly they've ever done in a way that I was like, that makes sense. That's cool. I buy that. I was just done with it. Like I, I learned the connections to the other games. I was like, that's interesting. That's cool. That's like a new layered resident evil that allows for almost more fucking branches of, of convolutedness that may possibly come. But, uh, but when you ask, does it make seven better? I think it, it adds connective tissue, uh, to seven and the rest of the games that didn't really feel like it was there before. So, like, spoiler alert, you beat seven, Chris Redfield's there. Uh, and you see that, and you're like, and you see him, and they're like, this is Chris Redfield. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> you told me it is, but I'm looking at this guy. I don't know who the fuck he is. Um, so, allegedly, he's in seven at the end. And you're like, oh, okay, so it's all connected. And there's all these, like, you know, connective tissues there. But Village, you play that, and it's like... This game's connected to the seven. I'm trying to be as vague as possible. That's why I'm kind of like fumbling with what I'm saying here. Because I don't want to ruin the, a really cool story. It's still a pretty fresh game, yeah. It's, yeah, it's still really fresh, even though I've, I'm on my way to beating it for the fourth time. Um, people are like, oh, Village of Shadows, wherever the hell, is a cool difficulty. I'm like, yeah, dude, you didn't play that yet? Beat that shit. Let's go. Um, it's pretty neat. We'll talk about that. Um what was I saying? So it it, it it connects seven with the rest of the games in a way that makes seven feel like feel like it fits. When I played seven and I beat it, I'm like, that's a really cool alternate game that is connected to Resident Evil, but it feels like it could be its own game too. Mm. When I played Resident Evil Village, it feels like a Resident Evil game. It while still maintaining all the DNA of seven. Um it's really weird. It they they somehow I know some people, I don't know how, fucking have their criticisms of, of Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, it's one of my favorite. Well, they're all one of my favorites. But um, <laughs> I, I love how Kojima somehow was able to connect a lot of the parts of the story that just work fucking crazy and made it all kind of come together in 4. And I'm not saying this is Metal Gear Solid 4, but village makes sense of a lot of um seven but also resident evil in general there's a lot of stuff that's existed in resident evil that has some interesting information revealed in this game um really don't don't want to talk about too much um so it sounds like it's tying up a lot of loose ends yeah, but in like a light way, it just kind of adds flavor to the whole yeah. series in a way that's not overburdening that that some of the games have come out and like went, well, wow, that family was over here working on this thing. This family was over here working on this thing. And there's apparently this whole operation, all this crazy shit happening over here that we never talked about before because we're just writing this now. This game could be that, but it's it's so remote and subtle 
and I guess influential possibly to the rest of the series that um, I think it's really neat the way they did it. Um, so anyway, Village. Uh, straight up, I'm just going to say it. Game of the year so far for me. Um, that is very capable of changing. Uh, something else could come out this year, I believe, the new Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, this was come out this this year. I think it's a big maybe, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to come out this year. Everything's God of War two, but I'm like, you haven't heard anything about that game. Why would you just All assume a name? Yeah, I, yeah. I have no expectation <laughs> of that coming coming out this year, except for at E three. Um, something else could come out this year and blow me away. But um, Resident Evil Village is absolutely my game of the year. I beat it, and I was like, this is this is fucking good. Everything about this game was good. Um, it's a beautiful game. It's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Easily, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's good looking uh, for sure. And it looks great on console, but even even like when I watch a video of somebody playing on console, I'm like, that game looks better than that, though. That looks really good, but it looks better than that. <laughs> like, the game, like, it runs weird on PC, and at one point in the game, I had to, like, turn some of the graphics down, and then I turned them back up. And even in that small section where I did that, there's a huge difference in everything. The game is gorgeous, and it's beautifully detailed, um, and it's... It's definitely inspired by Resident Evil 100% in the sense of like you come back and now you can access doors you couldn't access before, which is something I've always loved about the early Resident Evils is the sense of exploration. But it also feels kind of like Dark Souls in the sense of like you'll go down this path for a while and then you come out and you're like, oh, I'm back here again. And it's got a really intricate map design that I really love uh, mixed with how gorgeous it is. Exploration is is. Um, interesting and um, you want to do it and it's rewarding if you find a path you haven't gone down sometimes there's just like bushes you walk into the bushes you see there's a path you're like oh fuck what's down here <laughs> there's always something down there um it's always something down in the bushes yeah and it's uh it's really cool there's like side bosses and stuff too you don't have to go fight but you can to get rewards uh which reminds me of dark souls um the game looks good. I'm just thinking about how good this game looks. Like you go into the village and it's got this cool snowy, foggy, misty mm-hmm. look to it. It's it's dilapidated and destroyed because of the event that's going on. And then you just kind of look up and you can see just the huge fucking castle on the hillside in the fucking fog and the clouds. And then you go up there and from there you can see everything. Like there's just it just feels realized. The whole area is just like so um, detailed and, and intricate. I love it. Um, gameplay is way better than seven. Um, although I do feel kind of sad of the departure, how quickly we got away from that survival horror game that they made. Yeah. Seven. Cause this does not feel the same. This game has some elements of fear. There's a part in the beginning. I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about where you get overwhelmed and that part <laughs> Everybody's like, this game's like Resident Evil 4. I'm like, that part is kind of like Resident Evil 4. But there's a, this game is an amalgamation of all Resident Evils. Um, but that part definitely does have that vibe. Um, it's pretty brief, but in that moment, you know, when you first start playing the game, you're like, oh shit, this is crazy. There's a corridor in a dark building with stuff that happens that everybody's talked about. That's also pretty creepy. Um, very creepy. I think pretty much across the board, everyone I've seen has reacted to that in the way that I'm sure they wanted them to react to. Um, 
So it, it's maintained some of that horror element, but uh, outside of the aesthetic being horror, which I love, but that's not scary. But outside of that, I really enjoy just like blowing away werewolves. Like just shooting the fuck out because I hate them. <laughs> but in this game, it feels good to shoot. And you got a variety of weapons. There's like a bunch of weapons in the game. They're all upgradable, which is sick. I love that. Um, to the point where I like I'm trying to max out all my stats and all my weapons. And then it has um I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. There's 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 things to unlock after you beat the game that you don't have access to. It has new game plus. Well it has new game plus as well, which is awesome. But it has it has things that don't exist in the game when you first play it that you can now unlock and access um, and play the game in new ways, uh, which is awesome. It brings me back to older Resident Evils, but even me and you were talking about this before, but even like um, survival horror games of the past that had like these goofy things that mm. kind of like they just kind of added and you can access it and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. You can even do that, um, which I really like. Um, story is good. I, I, it's not even like okay i think it's actually like a pretty cool story it's a fucking anime though it's like like i played seven i'm like this is fucking crazy it's a little out there it's a little resident <laughs> evil like they're kind of going nuts especially towards the end but it's it's got this like creepy story but in this game it's like bro fucking mother miranda and the four lords have stolen your baby and you got to get that fucking baby back by any means destroy all the lords and i'm like is this an anime and then all the dialogue it's just like a little more badass than it was in the last game i'm like <laughs> ethan ethan's like a fucking action hero this guy's kind of a badass all of a sudden i'm into this um and all the fucking lords are like these like unique interesting characters that i won't dive into too much um of course everybody knows lady dimitrescu um mommy milky uh who surprisingly is, you know, just a part of the game, just a section of the game. I won't say how much. Um, there's other lords. I won't talk about, about them too much. Um, but uh, what her, what's her name? Donna Beneviento. That whole thing's really neat. The thing I love about the lords in the game is each section feels like its own thing. They're all connected and they'll, they're all really neat. But the game's pace, th- this is my favorite thing about the whole fucking game. The pacing's perfect. Yeah, it's never boring. It never feels like it's starting to get drawn out. It never feels like I'm like stuck. Well, there's a warehouse section. I'll keep it that vague. That feels like it gets drawn out just a little too long. It's still cool, but it feels like it, it's after a while. I'm like, this is kind of wearing out. It's welcome a little bit. Like I've been here a little too long. Um, but it's neat, even though there is a character that they designed. That's straight up ripped off of uh, some Dutch movie. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah, I want. I don't want to talk. I'll do like a, a spoiler talk or something if you guys want to hear that. But because um, it's really hard to talk about this game because it's it's been out for like a week, and I don't want to just yeah. like start because like so many people on Twitter are just like spoiling it nonstop. The game had just came out and people are just like posting pictures of characters people don't even know about, and people are like. Why did you, you post like an HD picture of this uh, this character? And they're like, well, they're in the trailer. I'm like, but where in the trailer? There's no context. No one watched the trailer and went, oh, we now know who that is. And this person is describing them. Um, Let's see. Combat's awesome. Guns are awesome. Upgrades are awesome. Characters are awesome. I like the lords. I love the location. Like I said, the visuals are awesome. But even the exploration's awesome. 
Um, and the story is cool. I like it. I think it is kind of simplistic, but that's fucking fine for Resident Evil to do once in a while. For once, yeah. Because, <laughs> goddamn, Resident Evil 6, um, they just just add and add and add. And when they add, they have, they have even more. They pull one thing out of their pocket. They're that. like, look at this. You're like, oh, it's pretty cool. But also, and they pull this out. Like, But this is also part of the story. It's like... Okay, but what? How are those connected? But also this though, and the game you played twenty five years ago, that that is also part of this. And it's just like Jesus Christ. Okay, I get it. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate it. it has like a straightforward story that enhances um, other parts of the Resident Evil story. Um, but yeah, overall, like I said, game of the year. Really enjoying it. I'm on my fourth playthrough. So if anyone's curious, I played on normal because I always play games on the standard difficulty when I first play them just because I want to see how the developer has assumed most people should play the game. That's why I do it. Um, I know everybody, 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 everybody was like, you you should uh, play this on hardcore though. Because uh, that's how it feels like it should be played. I play on hardcore. It's, It's not that different. It's a little, enemies take like a little more shots and somebody said like there's less ammo, but I, I had plenty. Um, granted, this was my second playthrough, but I actually sold all my shit off at the beginning of my second playthrough and started new weapons. So I wasn't even using my old weapons Yeah, and I wasn't even using infinite ammo. That fucking, that difficulty boner mentality is fucking obnoxious. Man. But, but to be fair, I don't want to, I don't. <laughs> With, with a lot of things, I agree with that. But to each their own. If you like that, you like that. Sure. Um, but the standard difficulty in this game does feel really fucking easy. Especially for a game that you're supposed to feel like you're on edge, you're running out of bullets. Like, very Resident Evil. Like, you know, make these bullets matter because fucking you're, you might not have any for the next boss. Seven did really good job at that game. Or at that game. Yeah, it did a good job at that <laughs> game. Um, it did a good job at that. Uh, I always felt like I didn't have enough going to the next situation in seven, but yeah, managed to get by. Um, whereas in this, it it only feels like that sometimes when you fight like a boss and you have like two hundred of this ammo and like fifteen of that and twenty of this, and you go through all of it to kill the boss. But then you get it right back really quick. Right. So it it is by design and it's kind of neat, but after a while you kind of get used to like that's what they want you to do and they're gonna replenish your ammo anyway. Um, so anyway, the the normal difficulty does feel a little too easy. So hardcore does feel like where it probably should be um, when you start as as you know normal or standard. Um, so I get where people are coming from. I think people are talking up more though than they need to in the sense of like. It's like a lot of people aren't hearing other people say the exact same thing. So they're like telling you, like, you should be playing on hardcore. And they'll be like, you should be playing hardcore. I play on hardcore. And then I play hardcore. I'm like, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's, I, it's a little better. I'll say it's this difference between like having a suggestion and then just being a complete dork about it. And I, that's the part I can't handle, man. Yeah. But so. but there is some validity to it. But there sure. are a lot of dorks about it as well. Sure. But if, if you were to come up to me and you're like, hey, I played through this game and I think this difficulty actually feels more accurate and you mm-hmm. explained to me, you literally just explained to me like the way i think you should go about it mm-hmm. normal feels a little too easy blah blah, blah type of thing i think it's the thing is there's like a lack of discussion on why yeah versus just like people who are just like uh there's a point of pride for playing a hard game yeah. and they have to like make sure you know that that i can't handle 
Well, so. I, I've, t- I've talked to plenty of people who are like, oh, I started on hardcore. I'm like, yeah, hey, I've heard you do that. And they're like, they're like yeah, it's definitely, it, you know, it definitely feels uh, better that way. I don't know if they know how they know because they didn't play normal apparently. But um, <laughs> but I'm always like, yeah, I, I heard that and I played hardcore and I do feel like it is the better experience of the two, not because of the difficulty. I just feel like it feels more in line of what it should be. Yeah. But and I forgot it. I've, I just beat it. But uh, I think it's Village of Shadows, mm-hmm. the, the hardest, hardest difficulty. That one was a bitch. I went through. I played that. And uh, that one that one feels difficult. That one's a little in your face. Um, and one thing I, I want to touch on a sec when it comes to the difficulties, there is something they changed quite a bit. But in the last difficulty, they actually change enemy placement. And they will add enemies to parts that really feel fucked um there's a couple parts where you're like running from an enemy like some kind of events happening and if you stay there they'll kill you so you got to run um sometimes you can't fight back in the hardest difficulty they'll like add other npcs all of a sudden so you're like running from this person in tight quarters and then all of a sudden there's just like shambling zombies i'm like are you fucking serious i can't even shoot these guys and i'm like i'm supposed to just shove through them um, yeah, I had to, yeah. and, it was, and it, it got my heart rate up. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, dude, this is rough. Right when the game started, I, I was like, I know I'm getting into. And then like, it just threw other monsters that weren't there before. I mean, I was like, oh, this is what you're fucking doing. Okay. <laughs> like right in the beginning, it's like, we're not fucking around. I'm like, okay, I see that. Um, <laughs> which is really cool. It was, it was really neat. One thing though, that I, I think is really neat now that I've played all the, I even played easy for a split second and I, I got the fuck out of there. It was so easy. It was ridiculous. You could shoot like werewolves in two shots and they died instantly. I was like, nope, I'm not playing through like that. That's, that's way too boring. Um, the thing's really cool though is like, for instance, if you play on the normal difficulty and then you play on the hardest difficulty, werewolves, I, I noticed, and other enemies act, act similar. Um, werewolves like approach you on normal, especially on easy. Like somebody approaches like a, a, a wasp nest on their porch. You like you got to get rid of it, but you don't want to get near it. That's how the werewolves walk at you. They're like fuck, and they're just like kind of walking at you with their hands up, like all right, I gotta kill you, and you're like pop, 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 and you fucking kill it. And they know that that's gonna happen, so they always just approach you like oh fuck, okay. And then you play <laughs> hardcore, and they kind of run in real quick, and then they get close, and then they go okay, and they come at you, and then you shoot them. And then in the hardest difficulty, there's like flying the fuck around corners and sliding and then just running at you. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, they're like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. And you're like, it takes like 20 bullets to kill you. And they're like, I know. And like, that feels really intense. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, I, I was like looking on like easy and normal and they're just like walking at me like, fuck, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to try and kill him. And the other world's like, we're not going to kill him. They're like, well, we got to fucking try. Um, So it's cool that they actually changed the animations and the way mm-hmm. they attack and stuff like that which i really like there's other enemies that are like i guess shambling zombie vampire type uh, enemies that have like swords and stuff and like on easier difficulties they spend a lot of time kind of walking at you and they kind of like telegraph like mm-hmm. um you know raising their sword you're right, swinging right. at you whereas like on hard difficulties they walk at you and they start swinging as they're getting near you so i, I kind of like that um yeah Difficulties aside, everything's great about the game. Love it. It's a gorgeous. Fu- it's a gorgeous fucking game. I just gotta, I'm gonna say it one more time. The facial animations are insane. I mean, I can attest to that. I didn't even play it. So. Oh, also one more thing. 
no, he's in the trailer. Chris Redfield, <laughs> they fixed him. Thank you. I was making jokes before I played the game. I was like, this guy they call Chris Redfield's in it. So, I mean, I guess that's him. No, this is Chris Redfield. And he's fucking... He's interesting. I'll just put it that way. Um, he's redeemed. I was like, this this is the Chris, Re- Chris Redfield that I fucking want. Um, it's funny, too, now that the game is out on Twitter. Like, you know, the mommy milky thirst is real 100%. But now the Chris Redfield thirst is real i'm seeing that all over the place too and i kind of a wild place i kind of get it oh dude don't get me started um (laughs) for other reasons i hate that place um but yeah i'm i'm i like what they do with him as a character there's some really cool stuff going on really curious to see where that goes and last part is game's awesome it ends in a way that i'm not going to say anything about but i am Curious, but worried where it could go. I felt that way about this game, though. Because I'm like, are they going to get fucking crazy? And they did. <laughs> are they going to get Capcom crazy with this shit like they do with all their games? They make like a dope game. They're like, let's fucking let's throw it all out the window. We, were, we played it safe. Let's go insane. They did do that, but they nailed it. So I'm like... It's scary. I was playing the whole time. I was like, oh my God, they're going to get, they're going to do some dumb shit. I'm sure real soon. <laughs> and even if they did some dumb shit, I'm like, I like this dumb shit though. Like this, the Duke guy, he's fucking, I thought he's going to be some big fat guy. He's actually like super charming. What the hell? <laughs> like they, they did a good job with everything in this game. Um, but the way the game ends off, I'm like, oh God, where are we going with this? But with how good this game is, I, I just, I'm just going to trust them. So. And like I said before, Until they fuck it up. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And like I, we've been saying, Capcom has just been fucking killing it with all the games they make. And I do like this game better than Seven, although I do miss the the scary horror element right. of Seven. That was awesome and and so needed. But um, Village is an overall better game in every way outside of that. And the best part about it, it's fun to play. I I have not once in all my playthroughs been bored playing it. Um, oh, mercenaries mode as well. Um, better than I thought it was going to be. It feels almost like a roguelike now before it was like a time attack. You just get through the levels and shoot everything and try to get your best time in this. Uh, there's random modifiers every time you play through that you can kind of build up your character, like a roguelike, uh, weapons, um, that you get to purchase in between, um, parts of the run essentially that you can upgrade and get currency and there's a lot of kind of random things going on there also uh, a currency you can accrue from that also playing the game that you can unlock some of that stuff I was saying you don't have access to um, so it's definitely uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to be you were going to say something? wasn't that important apparently So <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like but but I just went off. So, uh, lastly, if I was going to grade this game, I would give it a strong A. It's a fantastic game. It's very good, and uh, definitely the best game I've played this year. Um, I mean, I did play Fear this year. That's a really good game, but it didn't come out this year. So, definitely one of the best games I've played this year. But games released this year, best game I've played this year so far, by far. Really like it. Um, yeah. Thing. I mean, that's all I've been playing. I can't really add anything because I didn't play the game. Yeah. Um, I did see parts of it. So, like, when you talk about the graphics part, I can definitely test that and the animation and the very wild Capcom scenarios. Uh, it's it's a fucking spectacle, man. Like, for sure. 
if you were to like i've i've been like hyping the re engine ever since i first saw it, i'm like that's a good looking engine but what they did with village i'm just like is this one of the best looking engines out there right now? Like that's that's Capcom. Well, I mean, it, it is it is one of the newest engines that exists. So yeah, but like of course, Unreal is always fantastic looking as yeah. long as you're able to. It's pretty safe, I'd say. It is safe, but yeah. I think some people make some really good looking stuff. For but sure, I, for I feel sure. like by default, all your games are going to look fine. Yeah, with Unreal anyway. But um, I mean that's the beauty of it, though. So. Which is crazy that Capcom made their own engine that runs on Switch, plays yeah. great, buttery <laughs> smooth. That's impressive alone. But then also the same engine, you can crank that fucker up. Yeah. And it's one of the best looking things out there right now. Yeah, like it's it's, it's a great engine. I fucking love I, I hope it's easy to develop for. I hope it's not like a frostbite situation where it's like, looks great, but holy shit, it's a bitch to get anything to work out of it that's not Battlefield. Yeah, now they just need to make Lost Planet with it. They need to make other, like, just like Square Enix, man. Like, they're on a roll right now. Make all the games that people want. I'll say, they, this is so in the right place. Both companies have this catalog of, like, old stuff they just don't make anymore. So it'd be nice to see it come back. Yeah, right now I feel comfortable if Square Enix said they're going to make something. I'd be less worried about it. Agreed. Um, as long as, like, they were the ones making it. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. not no quiet man. Shit. They're pretty good about licensing projects out and then not being involved. <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to see a reboot of uh, Parasite Eve. Yeah, there's a lot you could do. I don't want with that game. I don't want a continuation because um, I watched a video recently talking about where the third one went wrong because I never played it because it looked like shit. And that video was just it, it just needs rebooted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reboot it. Retell the original story and then build from there and just yeah, forget three. For sure. Because from what I watched, I was like, that story's stupid. And they changed um, Aya Bria. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed her whole character and stuff like that. So, um, Which is always annoying. But anyway, uh, they should definitely do that. Bushido Blade and fucking Front Mission, please. Oh, that's so bad. Um, that's a bunch of games. And Capcom. Capcom right now, if they're like, we're bringing this back, I'd be like, do it. Everything you're doing is great. Man, if they if they made something that was like well, and I'm gonna use Lost Planet again. If they if they made a Lost Planet and it had the multiplayer functionality that Monster Hunter has, but it has the visual fidelity, I guess with multiplayer you'd have turned down a little bit, but close to what Resident Evil is, like it'd be hard to kinda of go wrong if with it. If it's the core concept of the original, but plays better, like what they did with uh, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. And has the graphics of Resident Evil, it'd be amazing. For I remember sure. when the first Lost Planet came out, you you worked at GameStop back then, and anyone who walked in and played that demo was like asking questions about that game. Yeah, like what is this game? What is this game? Like people were stoked about it. Well, you could do that again. You could you could make that game exciting again. I don't even know what the fuck they you can did. make mechanics wild these days too, because like that game yeah. was like pretty crazy. Like being able to go inside of things while people were still outside of it Super fighting ambitious. and stuff. And yeah, it's it's it was just clunky. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that just it's an old game. So I mean, like. Um, your game I really like that the Capcom made that fucking people just don't give a shit about, Bionic Commando. Yeah, you, I remember you liking the, the third person one where you booted it. Yeah, you could like swing around, and shoot people. I fucking loved it. I thought the story was pretty cool too, but people did not like that game. Can't please them all. It pleased me. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's all I give a shit about. So anyway. That's all I've been playing. Resident Evil, Game of the Year. 
A, easy A for me. So it's a, when I say quality, it is the absolute tippy top quality premium experience. Um, also released and worked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Another another Capcom game. Another what's the other one? Oh, Neo Two. Another yeah. Japanese game that came out and it was just fucking finished. Just worked. Yeah. <laughs> and just embraces it's a video game. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah, love it. All right, well, uh, I feel like we've talked a while, so we yeah. should probably get into the big topic that we're here to talk about, which is the Final Fantasy Digital Fan Fest 2021. Now, for context, I have not seen anything on this. I've heard a couple things about it, but transparency for anybody watching this and possibly is here for this subject alone you guys know much more about final fantasy 14 than i do i have dabbled in it but i'm not i'm not super in it i do like final fantasy 14 but if you're looking for like me to be knowledgeable on it wrong guy look yeah. at them don't look at me um well, and even looking at me i could play a game 30 times and still forget shit so just sure of that <laughs> i'm just letting anybody know i know i'm hosting this show i'm no i know this is a topic on my show I'm here for the ride. I, I think Final Fantasy XIV is one of the best MMOs ever made, and I enjoy playing it when I do play it, and I'm always excited uh, for new content because it's Final Fantasy, and Final Fantasy does shit big. So I'm um, really excited to see what they do. You guys have seen everything we're going to watch, so this is going to be a discussion for you guys and for me to try to join in on. Yeah, um, I will be reacting, though, because I have not seen any of this. Well, I might be reacting still, but sure. Yeah, great. You guys fucking freak out and do what you do. High five through the screen. It's not too hard to break the monitor. Six minutes going like this. Yeah, six minute trailer. So, um, <laughs> Chef is going to be the uh, captain uh, in these waters. Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know the way. Uh, but you have made uh, a playlist. Yes. Of videos to kind of streamline this. Otherwise, we could sit here for like hours watching the whole fan fest, which we're not going to do. I wouldn't recommend that anyways because it's a replacement of a convention. And so there's stuff like the voice actor section and the developer section and the cosplay section that, that has really nothing to do with the game. That's more community-oriented stuff. So Yeah. So before I hand it over to you and we start watching these videos and give us some context on what we're going to watch, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to shout out real quick. So we're not going to watch the video because I don't want to cry on this episode. I, I'm glad you're bringing it up. But, actually, so. but uh, shout out to Sokin. Uh, I believe that's his name. I'm not as embedded Sokin, as you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, because of his situation that you can probably explain better than I can. That's um, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, like everyone had to deal with in, in 2020, uh, everything kind of stopped for a little bit and got delayed. Um, and this is no exception. Uh, Fan Fest was supposed to happen in 2020 and it was supposed to be uh, in three different places, the United States, the, uh, I believe, London and Tokyo. Um, all of them got canceled for obvious reasons and uh, their whole development process got pushed back six months. Now, also during this, without telling anybody except for the CEO of Square and uh, Yoshida, who is the the main director of Final Fantasy XIV, um, Soken was diagnosed with cancer of in March of 2020. And Soken is the music head music director. He also creates music for the game as well. Mm. So I know that. I just want to make sure people no, know. no for Somebody sure might be watching it doesn't know. Um, he didn't tell anybody. Um, and he arranged with the the CEO. 
uh, Yoshida and the HR department to actually bring work equipment to the hospital while he was doing treatment. Um, because, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, you should, if you're interested in this, there's, you can find the videos out there. It's also the last like 10, 20 minutes of fan fest. You can just, yeah. Like how they ended it with that, but it actually seems like it was beneficial because I've seen nothing but, uh, praise and support for him on Twitter. So, um, so he worked from the hospital, uh, with equipment that was brought in for him specifically. And because of the state of the, the, the world in 2020, no one could come see him. So, uh, there's actually a song. I can, I can talk about this part. There's a song called to the end. Um, that is part of like the finale of Shadowbringers. He created that song while he was in the hospital. And, uh, Long story short, he came back. He announced all this with with uh, his uh, co-worker. It's such a bad term. I can't think of what else to call him right now. Uh, with all the people he works with, you know, and uh, and had been talking to, you know, uh, over the phone and and whatnot about like getting the work done. Still, um, that he went through all this, and and Yoshida was kind of like. Uh, had also kept it from him. So long story short, he hit cancer. He had to work from there. No one knew about it. He kind of just told the whole world at once and then ended on, he is in remission. So he is, Which is great. getting better. Yeah. So um, the community just kind of has been pouring love at the guy. Cause um, nobody knew. Nobody he went, knew. He went but, through that the whole the whole fucking year. Nobody knew. He's just he was still working on music for the game specifically because he didn't want to let fans down. Well, and the thing I was reading too was saying that he didn't want to let them down, but also it was like the one thing keeping him going because of the amount of support yes. and love he he gets from everybody that he felt like. Um, and I kind of get it because I kind of have a dark mind, but like if you feel like you possibly could be going out and you're like a creative type person you probably want to create something to kind of like be a send off possibly. So like he probably wanted to give something yeah. to the fans, um, depending on where that could have went. So the whole situation's fucked. It's, mm-hmm. it sounds awful, but it's amazing. His dedication. A lot of people I've read in, in tweets stuff like that were saying like, you know, you have, I'm not going to mention names, but you have companies that make certain really big MMOs and, <clears throat> the best thing they can do is like make like a name reference in the game or something like that. And then you have this guy essentially going through this shit, being all alone during a time that was awful for everybody. Um, and still like so dedicated to the fan base that he was still working when he, anybody would understand him not working. Uh, nobody would blame him for not doing it. So it's, it's, I'm not even like, I know Sokin is cause of course you really like the music. I've heard it. It's really good. Um, course oh, we're gonna hear some um, more in a minute too for sure but uh <laughs> even being kind of detached from the fandom and the community of that reading that i, I went through and read the uh, the article on it and i was like that's fucking that's some heavy shit that's yeah. that's some powerful shit i it sent really it to chris intense. right before he went to bed and he was like thanks that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what i needed right before going to bed yeah the, the <laughs> amount of people too they're like i because people are like, is there a video of this? People are like, yeah. And they kept linking and stuff like that. And people are like, I just ugly cried for 20 minutes straight. I almost cried. And some, and some, even reading it, I was like, it, it like was, I said, it's, it's heavy. heavy. It's heavy, yeah. yeah. I was reading I was like, fuck, this is rough. Um, that's why I'm, I'm glad he's doing better. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, 
there's people who are like, I don't even play this game. This was fucking rough to like watch. So yeah. it's it's something I think everybody can kind of get behind. And, I mean, outside of the fact that he's a human being, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, the whole dev team has just for 10 years now, uh, nonstop just been really good to their community. And mm. uh, they have a close relationship with us. Which is awesome. Regard, so. I mean, with there's other MOs out there that people are not happy with the people who make the game and the people who make the game don't really give a fuck about that community. But, uh, so it is cool to see the exact opposite Yeah, with it. Like, I'm glad there's an MMO out there where people are like, they feel like they are part of a community. Mm-hmm. And even the people who developed the game, kind of like DE and Warframe, yeah. the developers are part of the community as well. It's fucking, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad that's a thing that, that exists. Cause I, I see a lot of other people complaining about, especially at big companies. It's very rare being betrayed yeah. constantly. And, like, yeah. It's like you're in an abusive relationship. So yeah, if you are curious at all, I would recommend watching the video, hearing from his own mouth, seeing the raw emotions. Um, it is super heavy though. So like fair warning. Um, He's in remission. He's going to yes. be all right. Yeah. Happy ending, but it's got the power of final fantasy saving him. <laughs> we all do. Uh, beautiful. So, uh, to, to kind of lead into what we're going to be doing though, um, I, I picked mostly video reveals and the trailer. Um, so it's gonna be features stuff, you know, they're adding whatnot. Um, and the, the, the full trailer. I mean, I don't really have much more to add to that. Um, I do want to bring up a couple things real quick that, that was discussed that there's no videos for one is, um, a lot of people were worried that the game's going to end because this is the end of a 10 year story. Uh, and as many times as Yoshida has had to tell people the game's not over, he really emphasized, he's like, this game is my life's work. I'm not leaving until Square tells me to or I die. So It's very Japanese of him. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they already have the next story ready to go. It's just not going to be the story we've been doing for so long. How many, how many people are out there making mangas or animations who are just like... 80 something 90 something they're just like doing till they die it's like jesus you guys are dedicated for sure um so uh the other thing to kind of fall into this uh this finale of this uh, this main story that's been going for so long um is in this trailer without spoiling the trailer itself there are uh, in the music there's themes for every single version of the game within this trailer it is uh, a treat so cool one question i have to both of you before we watch the whole thing you guys both watched fan fest how much did you enjoy fan fest without talking about what we're going to watch because that would be kind of boring to to say how much did you enjoy fan fest in the as a digital event and then what would you say your hype level for final fantasy 14 is after fan fest are, are you super fucking pumped for the future of it are you pretty pumped i can't imagine you guys are like eh, it looks all right <laughs> like one one to ten um let me throw one more thing out there, and then we can okay. do that for sure. The other thing they announced um, to kind of add validity to like the the life of the game, they're investing in new servers that are coming out next year, which is a good sign um, to make people in the Oceanic region have better pings. So they're literally cool. opening a data center in Australia ten years into the game. So they're investing millions into keeping the game going. So it means it's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> MMOs when they you can tell where MMOs are going when they start closing down servers or merging servers. Sometimes it makes sense to merge servers, but sometimes it's definitely a sign that like 
we need to start putting this smaller group of people together with this smaller group yeah. of people together. Exactly. Um, so. so if you're adding servers, even if it's just to you know make connection better for people, um, you're building infrastructure, and you yeah. don't you don't invest in infrastructure if you're not planning on using it. So yeah, or if it's you know you're not being successful. So. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let Chris answer your question first, though, because I've been talking. How, how much do you enjoy FanFest, and what's your hype level for 14 after FanFest? Uh, One to ten. Uh, FanFest was fun. It was all right. Um, I'm not really big on watching people discuss in panels about like you know the development process, and okay. the voice actor process, and things like that. That's not really the, like my hype level. Um, it can be interesting sometimes, but it's not something I really seek out too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning watching all the, the, the reveals stuff that was really what the hype was for me and then after that was just kind of like little extra tidbits here and there that was just cool but nothing really intriguing super intriguing to me um but after all the tra- <laughs> after all the stuff we're gonna watch i'm so fucking excited like nine out of ten like just popping out of my chair ready to play now <laughs> nice that's exciting to hear even with all the panels that you're kind of mad about, but at least the, the core content of what's coming is, is exciting because yeah. I know nothing about it. I saw the one trailer and I thought it was a cool trailer. And that's about it. So, so I'm excited to see so the reveals. Stoked. I saw, I did when you guys were watching, I did see visually one, but I don't know anything about it really outside of you were saying it was an edge Lord. We'll get there. Hey, we're, and we're going to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so for a digital event, mm-hmm. I think they did, pretty good for what what you can do they rented out uh an arena anyways they held it on an on actual stage yeah the stage looked like if you were at an event it's yeah kind of cool um they had chat from youtube twitch and nico nico there so they could constantly look down and see people reacting to them they had a system set up too when you did heart emojis um applauds would happen for them and stuff oh interesting so, that's cool so there's an interactivity there. Um, and then during the last concert, because they did two concerts, one each night, um, they had chat on the screen behind the band. It was pretty cool. <laughs> so um, <laughs> That's cool. They found a way to um, incorporate people's interaction into the show. Yeah, it was. That's really kind of a neat. tricky thing to do. So Yeah. Um, so obviously the big part was day one keynote for the expansion. It was what virtually everyone was there for. Yeah. Um, I think at about peak between the three websites, there's about a quarter million people watching. So it was pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the panels, uh, though I could completely understand why it wouldn't be for everyone because it's just, mm-hmm. it is just listening to people talk about their job. That's like when I watched, uh, I reacted to Mike Cerny talking about the inner workings of yeah. the PS5. I was like, I love this shit, but I know other people are going to be like, is it powerful or not? Okay, it's, it's powerful. Give me them T flops so I can yeah. quote it for the next ten years on Twitter, and then be confused why <laughs> the one with the lower T flops plays some games better than the other one. I don't get it. Well, because it's not as simple as power. You're not going to get it because you're not looking into it. So, um, they also did um, uh, art contests. They did four of them. They were really neat. One was uh, actual like like drawings. Uh, one was physical things so if you made like sculptures or like plushies or whatever um and then they did uh, unfiltered screen sh- or unmodified un- essentially like natural screenshots and then like heavily modified screenshots contest and voting happened on their website during the event and then they they uh they went through and they they showed off all the pieces and the winners and stuff like that and then the cosplay contest they did um 
in categories as well. And they they said this is a casual cosplay because obviously everyone's stuck at home type of deal. Uh, and they did categories, and then uh, Yoshida used the Yoshida <laughs> uh, number machine, as he called it, as he's just staring at all three screens trying to see what's getting voted on the most. Um, it's a good machine. And I was actually super – there's some really creative people out there, man, like especially oh, like wow. not being able to like leave your house that much to do this kind of stuff. Some people just really got super creative with their cosplay, and it was a lot of fun. Well, they got a lot of time sitting at home to mm-hmm. – figure that out and dream up some shit uh who was the one who dressed up for the presentation because jeff Keeley was like they post up he posted a picture of the guy dressed up that's yoshi p yeah and he was like he's like taking notes <laughs> i would i would love if jeff Keeley came dressed up like something i don't think he's gonna do it yoshida but. always cosplays for fan fest yeah i thought it was funny that he was just like taking notes because <laughs> he's just out there dressed up while talking oh it, it looked really good yeah too so um, he came out as a samurai for Stormblood. Um, I think he came out as Gunbreaker for Shadowbringers, and yeah, it. He he definitely has fun with it, and he dude's like almost fifty, so like good for him. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, hype level wise, uh, I'm in a weird place because like I'm super excited for it, but I'm also it's like kind of like bittersweet because like the story's ending, you know. Mm-hmm. And you spend years of investment on something. Yeah, it's more than just like my problem with it. Well, a lot of people's problem, but the problem I was talking about earlier that I have with like certain JRPGs that are really good. Like yeah. you beat it after like 120 hours and you've invested, you know, that amount of time into it. You love the characters in the world and you're like, fuck, I don't want to end. But like you've invested much more time than that in an MMO. Yeah. Um, and if it does have like a finite story, even though the game will continue, that story arc will end. Yeah. Um, it will have probably a similar feeling of being like, well, that's over. At least you can revisit it. But yeah. one like Shadowbringers, without getting too into it, um, is pretty emotional towards the end. So like, I can only imagine what they're going to do now. So yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited. Hundred percent. Town ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a little bummed out at the time it's releasing because. It's right by a holiday, which is not very friendly. Of the, though, I guess it's an American holiday, so the rest of the world doesn't have to worry about it. But yeah, unless they're over there going, I celebrate that. That's I also like Thanksgiving. Thing. I also like eating food. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's always Thanksgiving every day. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, are we ready to watch this? Yes. Are we ready to dive in? I'm ready um, to rock out. Okay, so what are we watching first? We're watching Endwalker full trailer. This is a Chevy told me the the length of this trailer. He said it was like six minutes. I was like, how? <laughs> How's a trailer six minutes? Isn't that like just a short movie? Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to watch this and uh, hopefully it's dope. Everybody yeah. ready? Yep. Uh, I just to th- you know, throw it back out there, this is a culmination. So they're, they're uh, going to definitely try to show you that. So. Okay. You uh, got the video ready, Chris? All right. Yes. Three, two, one, and go.
I can get in trouble for this. Uh, I, I, whatever. I don't think Square will block it. I think they just will ask for a cut. They're gonna, they gonna have a cut. Yeah. They're gonna have a cut of the, of the change <laughs> that I make. Yeah. So you should be pretty good about it. The final days were upon us. The fabric of the star had begun to fray. Its land rent by tooth and claw. I feel like this was shown in the original trailer, mm -hmm. something similar at least. This is part of the teaser or something. Okay. Yeah. Because it was the first job review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you ever seen that going, oh shit? <laughs> Fancy star? Also different from the original teaser. Yeah, it sounds like a pink sword. Mm-hmm. As the chaos spread, the star seemed doomed to unravel. And yet. There were those who stood in defiance of that fate. in the music mm -hmm. it's done well. the respite afforded this land was but fleeting the end draws nigh Until the heavens fall, until our last breath. Same, bro. 
There's like a lot of context lost on me that there yeah. fucking six minutes flew by. Oh yeah. I was really, um, that, yeah, that fucking flew by. Ooh. Yeah. Playlist. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, I have probably the least amount to say on it. I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say on it, but, um, done really well. I really like the music transitions. I think they did a really good job with that. I also really like the visual transitions. There's a lot of, um, fancy, uh, camera work going on there with the CGI, which I really dug. Um, a lot of flashy stuff, of course, to be expected. Um, again, a lot of story context that I can't really speak on, but yeah. it looks fucking cool, whatever the hell's going on. Um, still trying to figure out why Homeboy's just hanging out on that other planet. Um, but it's cool looking. Uh, we don't even know that, so. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> good. We're all, we yeah. all don't know something. We just um, know we're going. Yeah. And the, uh, the class reveal, which I believe there is a video on it. Yes. So we'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, looks cool, but, um, I don't know if I'm like super excited. I mean, I, I got to watch and see what, what they actually do, but someone who just uses a sickles like, um, or scythe, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But hoping, hoping it's dope. Um, <clears throat> looked cool though. Like visually. Yeah. This, the scythe class, they haven't really gone in any detail. Okay. So I'm reserving like excitement for it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it is flashy looking though. So. Well, a new class in general is like exciting enough. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure, uh, for sure. But yeah, I was kind of expecting something a little more, um, I don't know, maybe crazy. Like yeah, flying things that shoot lasers. <laughs> um, I mean, and like you said, you said we'll we'll watch a, a a trailer which will give like you know an example of a handful of moves, but there'll be no context there either. So until they do, uh, usually closer to the expansion release they'll do a job action trailer which will mm. show all the new moves for all the classes gotcha so, um yeah so yeah it, for me it's awesome just because there's a lot of their context wise a lot of things there i feel like it hit a lot together. harder if i yeah was caught up to what the fuck's going on um but as a trailer just to kind of go from there i like I think like you, and I'm glad you said it, the, the transitions between both the, the visuals, the, the kind of like crazy camera work they did, mm-hmm. um, lining up things like, you know, when, um, Estinian like puts his lance and you get that sharp diagonal line because the camera's at a, a crazy angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just super cool looking. And then when things pan over and then the music changes to fit within theme, 
Um, that was something I was bringing up earlier is like when we got to the Astinian part, the dragon, mm. um, it started playing heaven's word music. Oh, okay. Um, that's been changed. That is cool. And then, yes. And every time they touched on something that had to do with a part of the story, as we've come to this point, the music changed again. So there's this constant flow of like this journey to this point. So, yeah, there's, um, there's an interesting vibe going on too with the, uh, the, most of the trailers, but specifically this Endwalker theme that they're kind of doing that does feel it's funny. Cause when we originally watched it, I felt like it was a culmination without knowing it was. Mm. And so it, they, they definitely got their, their theming down. But, um, when it comes to MMOs, if you can even talk about MMOs anymore, that is if there's any standards to that anymore. But, um, most of them are like, you know, fancy themes. So like their, their trailers for, uh, whatever's coming out is always typical in the sense that they're like cinematic, but like Epic. Yeah. They got the Epic music, the whole kind of music, stuff like that. Um, so it's really interesting what they do. Cause it's, it's kind of experimental in the music for sure. Oh, yeah. In the way that it works. Um, but also the visual styling of like, I mean, it kind of, it's Final Fantasy, so it makes sense, but some, some stuff kind of looks futuristic, some stuff looks fantasy, but then the, the cool transitions they're doing that feels modern in the way that they, they do it. Um, it's really refreshing. It's, it, I mean, Final Fantasy 14 is its own MMO. It's, yeah. It does not, it's not comparable to the one. So, and their trailers are, are the same. So, which I really enjoy. Yeah, it also helps, you know, visual works. This is the same, you know, studio that did like Advent Children and stuff like that. So, I mean, like. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, it is going to come off very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like that it definitely makes you feel like uh, effectively the world's ending. Yeah. Well, so. Even without the context, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that for sure. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to go too much into it because, like, I'd just be explaining Final Fantasy fourteen at that point. So I do just keep keep it on the trailer. Um, I think it literally does what I wanted it to do. Mm. It it hits a bunch of points. It shows all the players. Um, and, and it feels like they're trying to pull you to a finale. And I it, it's great. And then – and I brought it up earlier. This transition right here where, like, it goes and shows the new main city. Mm-hmm. It's like I got goosebumps the first time. the The camera work and the music here are great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I, so. I liked it too, but I don't have the the same like um, reference of of what's happening. But it was definitely a really cool transition. Yeah. Well, and I don't really have. I have like some information, but this yeah, is but this is like a new, new area for you though. Yeah. So it's exciting. Whereas for me, most of the game is brand new area yeah, for sure. For, for me, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I just the the visuals mixed with the way the music switches to the, the female singer, mm-hmm. um, just pelting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I don't know. It's really good. Definitely. Chris. Oh uh, yeah. I really want to draw home and you guys touched on it, but I really want to draw strong attention to the music in this trailer. Um, it's done in such a way that each part sounds unique and individual but at the same time they transition in such a way that it still feels like one cohesive song it's done so well and then even at the throughout the whole song it has like this slight somber like bittersweet feeling to it the whole time to really drive home that sense of like you know kind of like this world and calamity type thing but it's not like i don't know even as it trails at the end it just kind of has like this somber back and forth guitar riff 
and slight, you know, singing in the background, but it has this very like finale, somber feeling to it. I just, it's just so well done. Just really pulls everything together so well. It does. I, I used the word culmination earlier in the sense that it does feel like a finale. It, it does feel like there's something finite we're heading towards. But one thing I do dig, and it, it it does sound somber, but also has this pacing that it's almost like a let's go. Like, fucking mm-hmm, let's get mm-hmm. to that finale. Like, you know, you're the fucking hero. You know, you got you to gotta do this. And, like, the music has that feeling to it as well. It's got that mix of, like, somber, but also, like, there's this, like driving sound to it as well but also in the editing of the video and stuff is really fast paced because i assume there's a lot of events a lot of things happening that it's throwing into the trailer to kind of go like and this is happening this is happening this is where you're going and this is where this thing's going here's some shit you don't know what this is going to be but then here's also a new class and so like it's it's very busy it's very busy Mm -hmm. but it's got it's got a cool tone to it i really like it but yeah it does have Mm -hmm. that somber sound to it um you can definitely pick up on pretty easily yeah yeah the music the music the, it's it's an interesting choice because like like i said with like mmos this isn't kind of music that you typically would hear no. but it's fitting it works mm. um it, it's really crazy too because at at the point of Shadowbringers, it's like someone was just like told soak and they're like you know i just make music for it instead of yeah. instead of just making final fantasy music they're like well, just that make was, music that was the game where i started noticing that the music was getting the i always liked the music of course yeah i, I like it really in any final fantasy but in 14 14's always had good music ever, ever since it came out um but they started getting a lot more experimental this has nothing to do with me in 14 just me as a music fan noticing how experimental the music got um, even in some of the earlier stuff I did where they had layered sections similar mm-hmm. to like near, I really appreciate that kind of thing because it's, um, it's just creative first off. I love it. But secondly, it adds layers. It adds a dynamic layer to what you're experiencing. And, um, I really enjoy that kind of thing. And, uh, in Shadowbringers, there was a lot of very interesting music yeah. that I would, did not expect to hear in a video game, let alone an MMO. Mm. And it does kind of like what you're saying. It's, it sounds like that's kind of where they're keeping it. Yeah. Um, which is cool because it, it kind of brings more identity to something that already has, I think one of the strongest identities when it comes to MMOs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I really like what they do. Uh, especially so in, in musically. They've always been really good music wise anyways, too. Cause like uh, some of the, end game encounters um if if you're paying attention to dialogue and music you can actually it's actually giving you hints on mm-hmm. mechanics and stuff like that too so interesting yeah they are so much thought put into it it's crazy mm-hmm. so no I, I love that shit though because that's that's just like small details in games uh where like your character will do something that they didn't have to put in it but they did yeah and those small things i love just like musically if somebody thought to do something even if i hear a song unrelated to anything you know what we're talking about but like and there's like just one part in the whole song that did something i always hear that shit i'm like that's fucking cool like that was that was a neat idea that they did there and so i always appreciate what people do with sound um creatively getting experimental and doing stuff like that for sure yeah so i think this is probably like the I don't know, 20th time I've watched this today. <laughs> I've mostly been doing it for the music, though. I just want to keep hearing it over and over and over again. So, Yeah. No, you definitely are a fan of the music. I, I like it. I just don't have the 
the context of playing the game and hearing it enough to be listening to it on my own, but it's always really cool to hear. Yeah. The visuals are cool. I really like the the way they move across the map. It kind of gives me like a Game of Thrones feeling of almost For like sure. and over here and over here and traveling and checking out all these locations. This location that you're talking about earlier, when it goes inside it, it looks a little repetitive, but it's just cinematic. They're just kind of going down. But this whole area is really neat looking. It's very, um, I don't know, Greek? A lot of people have been saying Greek-Roman-esque. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. It's also it's a city of scholars, so yeah, it almost seems like um, Atlantis or something. Like it's it's <laughs> interesting before it went underwater. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's called Old Charlian, and it is actually where mm-hmm. all the scions are originally from. Interesting, and that, that's not really like a spoiler. They talk about that literally in two point So we're just finally going okay. there. So I like that dude's hair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the twins' dad. That's the guy, huh? Yeah. That's the guy who makes twinses. <laughs> yeah. Cool trailer, though. Anything else you guys want to say on it? I mean, I'm probably going to watch it a few more times. but yeah. I want to say you just want to watch it again. again. Yeah. For, for the fuck of it, let's watch it one more time. You ready, Chris? Pull back to zero. Okay. Ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. After this, we will just move on. What's next for you're watching? I don't remember the order. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, class reveal. Mm, then you drop. Go. It's also interesting too because like the song's in the trailer twice, but once sung by him and then later sung by the female. Mm. They did that in Shadowbringers too, depending on which city you were in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, songs would change if it was day or night time, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I hope his shoes actually say Square Enix. I, I want some shoes. Let's say Square Enix. Bottom. Can we match with the charge? days were upon us. The fabric of the stars Did a $3,500 guitar coming out. Looks pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> Not even for like me and Final Fantasy fourteen, just looks like cool guitar. Yeah. I like the colors. I like the watch. The watch is a very cool one. I think they're four hundred. Did you show me the watch? No. I remember you talking about it, so we were talking about four hundred is steep and I'm like, not for a not for a watch. Yeah, jewelry. No, not at all. That's pretty cheap for a watch, unless you're just buying a functional watch that doesn't time, which I think is completely fair. Just buy for a watch sure. that works. You got a phone in your pocket, use that. But if you're trying to get like a fancy, nice little watch to show off, 400 bucks is pretty, pretty cheap as far as how expensive watches get. I'm not sure what the fuck these things are. I could tell you, but it's kind of spoilery. Ugly. They are. They're fucking ugly. Those who stood here, here, body. That is a movie. That is. Yeah. It's cool. It's all or nothing. 
Pyrus doesn't look that much at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it seems like. Well, not, it seems like it's starting to have an, an ensemble of of characters that like it, it, it's had that, but like because it is a story, it's going to be finishing. It kind of makes sense to kind of build that up. Late night snack. <laughs> the white outfits. Those are cool. So, Charlian would keep its like counsel while the world is lost to ruin. It would. Come what yeah, stole his outfit. Shall we is pretty dope. We must. <laughs> Do as you must, then. But we scions will fight. Until the heavens fall, until our last breath. You see how expensive this floor is? <laughs> slam the shit on it. <laughs> Walking up my house and breaking shit. I think that dude's outfit was pretty cool. That's enough. You're excited? Yeah. Kind of his good gem in his forehead, but it's a garland. Green blades, dark and light. I can't really talk about it too much, but that that monster being in the trailer is kind of crazy. Yeah, I definitely didn't get that. I mean, it looks crazy, but not not for any reason other than I'm like, that's a crazy looking monster. Yeah, I mean, just like when you're asking about the tentacle monsters. There's some some story implications for both of them. So. Oh, okay. Alright, cool trailer. We talked about it. Fall 2021. We didn't talk about that real quickly. That seems soon. Yeah. I didn't realize it's coming out that that soon, so that's pretty exciting. I know you were talking about playing it. Around Thanksgiving, or whatever. November that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, early uh, access nineteenth. It's fine. It's kind of like clicking for me. Mm. I'm like, oh shit, that's actually like this year. So something to look forward to. Anyone um, who's interested, you have time to beat the story if you start. So yep. just you know, as long as you focus on beating the story. 
I'm downloading ESO as we speak, and I'm going to play it. I'm going to see how, how it feels, wherever. If I get bored, maybe I'll hop into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, because I, I got a big old MMO itch lately. Because I've been talking a lot about a certain MMO that people just do not seem to be able to be happy with. And uh, it's, that, that's a complicated relationship. It, I'm not even involved with that MMO. And I'm just like, I fucking, I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to everyone not happy with that game. It's like watching your friend be miserable. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just play something else. Just go. Take a break. Um, okay, so let's, uh, for time's sake, let's move on to the next video. Because um, this is going to be a three hour taste cast easy. Uh, we got, what is it? This one? Yep. Reaper reveal. Let's pause that. Let's go back. So this is just a class reveal. Yep. Uh, we'll watch it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Chris, you got it ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. These should get much shorter. So. And sure. less to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to format a bit since I kind of just watched the same trailer twice. Yeah. I don't think people are ready for that. I don't know who that is, but I love them. That's just rolling around in the air. Part of your moveset. Hugs you? But it's gotta be edgy, so. I want a little phantom <laughs> hugger. Yeah, it's pretty flashy. Yeah, yeah it's pretty flashy. <laughs> like the moves, they're cool. Everyone's gonna play. I think the well yeah, I I think the all black with the hat though and the scythe is a little It's very bloodborne like. Yeah. I just feel like if you asked a lot of people what would be the coolest character, they would all draw that. And that's not me saying it looks bad, I'm just... It's cool looking. It's just like, we know it's cool, so... Here it is. <laughs> I want to see something to go, Ooh, okay, that's interesting. And that thing, I was like, yeah, it's a demon hunter. It's a fucking... <laughs> Bloodborne Hunter. Um, all right, so I don't know shit about that. You guys said it hasn't been fully revealed. Correct. Um, just real quickly, like I, I, I kind of already talked about it, but it looks cool. I, I'm way more into the little floating xenomorph dude in the fucking hood who hugs you. That thing's dope, and he's just rolling around in the air. Perfect. And it's <laughs> very Final Fantasy. It's a little tumbling in the air and shit. Like, I love it. Um, well, and if you watch when the transitions between the blue moves to the red moves... Mm -hmm. Uh, the transition involves that spirit coming out and getting a couple hits in. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it should come up here about halfway. Um, so. But, uh, oh, that, okay, that is cool. I like that thing a lot. So that it even comes out, I'm, I'm into it. Um, Scythe is cool. I'm not a big Scythe guy, but uh, it's neat. Um, the outfit's cool looking too. The moves are really neat looking though. I really like it. Do, do we even know if this is like DPS, tank? It's or? a melee DPS. Okay. Melee and it's DPS. sharing gear with Dragoon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That's pretty much what I got. It's it's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not like super pumped about it, but I think it's neat. So I don't I can't really add anything to that. Okay. It it was revealed, it's Reaper, it uses a scythe, it shares gear with Dragoon, and it uh pulls from the void, uh which without going into too much lore, is the same thing black mages do to cast magic. So they're borrowing power from the same place black mages do. Hmm. And until they tell us what the moves do, uh, they're flashy. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, they're cool. But I mean, but that, 
I can say that about pretty much every class in Final Fantasy XIV, though, because they're sure. all flashy and they're all cool. So I, I pretty much have uh, aneurysm every time there's a astrologian in the party. So yeah, those are neat. I remember you showing me when I was trying to get back into the game. You're showing me different classes, mm-hmm. and I was watching a lot of the moves of that one, and I was like, "That's fr- that's fucking cool looking." Yeah. Um, but this has the the benefit of being a brand new class, so it's got brand new thought yeah, out, yeah. the the best in the tech, you know. Well, the animations are really they, smooth. They so. know what they're doing. Like, this is crazy looking. Yeah. yeah, it's cool looking for sure. It's definitely V pose. <laughs> Chris, uh, I like the. It, it's interesting to note that the two classes they're revealing are like opposite spectrum of each other. You've got Sage, which is kind of like the magical girl genre style character and then you've got this reaper which is like edge lord demon soul bloodborne man uh, yeah for sure yeah it's, it's actually funny as soon as this guy revealed there was uh two people in our in our static who both were like i'm playing that yeah <sighs> you yeah. both can't play it so some of you guys are gonna have to rock paper scissors for that damn <laughs> So, Chris, you said Edgelord. Tell us how you really feel. It is pretty edgy. Uh, I'm not super stoked about having a scythe class, to be honest. Uh, I was hoping for something... It, well, it's cool to see them like make their own classes for the game. I was hoping for something a little more traditional, because they already made, they made the Sage, which in title is an old-school class, but mm-hmm. in gameplay is completely different. Um, so I was hoping to see something a little more old school brought in to the game I'm not, personally i'm in the opposite camp I'm, I'm i'm excited to making final fantasy 14 only things so i agree with that um i also agree with chris in the sense of what we're getting here specifically i think it would be kind of cool to see something a little more on brand i guess something maybe more expected but i also like the idea that you can't just fall back on the stuff you always expect bring in brand new stuff sure. So I, I get where both of you are coming from for sure. And I'm like in the middle anyway. I, th- I think it looks cool, but I, f- I feel like something could have been a little more exciting. But it, like you said, it's, it sounds like some people are very excited for it. So uh, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's everything. It's all subjective. For sure. Yep. It's also interesting seeing how many people were excited for the new healer because uh, I honestly didn't expect excitement for a healer. Like, and I yeah, play healer and I enjoy it. Um but like the amount of excitement I saw afterwards, I was like, "That's kind of wild." But I think, I think because of the the very like sci-fi style weapon of it, it uh, it, it was very attractive to people. It's very flashy. As Is well. that the other one? Yeah, I think that thing's cool. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into healing. Oh, it's super cool. Uh, I'm playing Battlefield. Not my healing style. Then I'll heal so. you. It's my healing class. Yeah, preventative's not my thing. I like uh, fixing the damage instead. Like that dude who ran up is like, what's up? And he just started healing, doing some weird stuff to that person in the trailer. But I that, that'd be closer to what I saying. like to do. Yeah, I wait till people are, are like, I'm going to die. I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> and I, heal. I got an ooch. Nope. Versus Chris is like, I'll protect you. <laughs> it's more of here's a shield for that last like 30 seconds. I'm going to go DPS over here. <laughs> well, that's just healing. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah it'll be cool i, I mean i'm gonna play it so um yeah. i hope as i always do that it's fun to play so far there's only Absolutely. two jobs in the whole game that i'm just like not into playing 
which are i don't enjoy black mage which i'm sure is gonna one piss people hearing. off yep. <laughs> there's a lot of people who love it like yeah. a lot of people who love it mm-hmm. um yeah i've just seen the story over and over again of people trying the game out then they go to play that and then they don't play the game i anymore. think it's a good starting job for most yeah. people yeah and you've you've said that but i've also just have seen it personally <laughs> yeah so it just kind of adds some validity to that claim um and then i don't like scholar <laughs> But again, I don't like preventative healing. I think it's boring. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to each their own, obviously. With for that. sure, for sure. Uh, Chris is in a different camp. Yeah, I do like Astrologian though. Is there any classes you don't like, Chris? I don't like Astrologian. <laughs> it is busy. It's too much. Yeah, it's busy. It's too fucking busy. Too busy for a healer class. You have to heal um, and buff at the same time. So. That's yeah, pretty cool. heal buff and DPS all at the same time while dodging mechanics. It's it's a bit much for me. It does sound pretty busy. Yeah, and uh, dragoon's pretty pretty uh, eh to me. Doesn't feel exciting. Every time I watch it, like like the style of it looks cool, but the move set, and I'm not that far into it. But when I see other people play it, I'm like, eh. I think it's fun at eighty for sure. It has a. It has a similar thing that, that Black Mage has, though, which I'm not a huge fan of, which is keeping a buff up at all times to to mm-hmm. maximize your damage. So, and in Dragoon's case, and because they're melee positionals, so <laughs> which is not for everybody. Which you got a little taste of because you played Monk, and that is like king of positionals. So. Yeah, I, I like I liked playing Monk. I've tried a couple things, but Monk was always the one I liked because. Um, it feels like I'm doing something um, with, and it's not Final Fantasy 14 thing. It's MMOs in general. There's a lot of classes where I feel like I'm just kind of hanging out a lot. And with Monk, I feel like I, you know, got to move around. I got combos and stuff to do. And um, was it the one I played? The one with the shooting? Machinist. I like that one too. Machinist is fun. Yeah. Um, so the very the old version and the rework, I liked both. So. Um, I do think the rework is better, but I got to play it right before they should, changed it. You should see how much buttons you're pushing at 80 because uh, there's a move you'll use, which will take one second off your your recast time of your moves for a short amount of time. And mm-hmm. you're just shoving as many moves in as you can in that window. Hmm. So That's pretty cool. I, I enjoyed playing it. I just got to... My brain is hyperactive. I need I need something to do. So yeah, and, and actually, out. I think the biggest complaint that most people have at this point, um, when when they talk about Final Fantasy XIV, and I'm, I'm referring to veterans, like mm-hmm. when they're talking about what they can do to improve the game. God bless them. Early game experience doesn't give you enough moves to play with, so it's really slow feeling when you start. Yeah, the I could game. see that. And it's crazy because at eighty. There's so many buttons. Well, like with Monk for the longest time, um, I felt like I was just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. But then I started getting some more moves, and then started kind of opening up a lot. Yeah, uh, the game dev, the combat just definitely seems to be the better every. Like, seems to be the story levels. of fourteen. Yeah, is that the beginning is kind of a slog. Yeah, you got to get past the, the first it. fifty levels yeah. for sure, which they have improved. They sped that up, which is great. Um, I also got to experience that before they changed that. So I got to actually go through it before. Mm. I mean, I kind of wish I went through the sped up version because it would have been <laughs> mentally better for me. But I'm glad I got to experience and be able to tell people, like, yeah, it's kind of fucking yeah. 
kind of a slog. Yeah, fortunately, they, they have relieved that. Like, quests where you'd have to turn 20 things, you have turned three now. So, like... Yeah, that's that's much better. It's like cutting filler out of mm-hmm. an anime or something. Exactly. All right, we should probably move on. Let's yes. guess have anything else to say. Mm-mm. All right. Um, by the way, let us know in the comments as we're going, what you think about all these things we're talking about or at the end. Just spill it. Let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to this. I'm sure I will repeat that when we get there, but... Join the conversation. Yes. Also keep in mind that Seth has not, I, I don't think you've completed Heaven's Ward. So kind yeah. of be careful with story spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Just say like, hey, spoiler warning, something like that. Um, I don't know if I'll retain any of the spoilers because I'm not actively playing the game. But yeah. I do plan on, on playing it further. Um, okay. So Final Fantasy fourteen, Endwalker, Newtown, Old Charlayan. Charlayan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. You got it ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. And this is the new place. New main city. I get a strong, like, Pacific Northwest feel from this place. Yeah, kind of with the trees. Yeah. Also reminds me a lot of the... Uh, one of the, the main cities in Final Fantasy XV, the water city. Oh, yeah. Such little dogs. Let's see the, this version of the theme song. Are we? Yeah. Are we fucking seeing Final Fantasy XVI anytime soon? Probably at E3. Holy shit, I want to see more of that. Also the same team. Is this? Yeah. Are they busy or what? The fuck are you? Yoshida doesn't really sleep. He's making it all? He's the head producer. His team he's not the director of 16, but he's the head producer. His team needs to chill. <laughs> Square um, keeps giving him work because he keeps making them money. Sure. <laughs> so. I mean, that's that's really anyone. If you're, if you're the all-star of... If you're the guy who made Yakuza for Sega when everything else is fucking failing, yeah. you, you get to do whatever the hell you want. Um... Okay, so don't really have much to add to this outside of mm-hmm. it's a cool location, very clean looking. I like aesthetics of like clean, like you know, um, you know, white walled, like, like very fancy, marbly yeah. looking places. I've made a place like that in Minecraft before, like like fancy stuff. So it looks very cool. I also um, am biased when I like you know being near the ocean and cool trees that look like it's from where I live. So very at home uh, with that. Um, also, the interior looks really cool. And um, this is going to be like the main town, you said? Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's cool. Looks cool. Looks like a place I could hang out at. Yeah. I can't really add anything to that. I think the aesthetic is is fantastic. Um, whether or not it's going to be it's relaxed. convenient to get around, we'll see. Because <laughs> that's, that's always something. always the thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, some towns kind of suck to run around. Yeah. I mean, I really love the main city right now, but it is kind of a pain to get around because it is huge. So, but it especially is when you gorgeous. got missions, there's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, fuck. I Fortunately, you can teleport around in town. Yeah. But <laughs> that first time that we got to run around and find all the mm-hmm. things. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, yeah, I aesthetically super pleasing. They did a great job. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? No. 
We got a yeah from Chris. He agrees. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get the next video. Pause that shit. And this one is Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker New Area Labyrinthos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Labyrinthios. Labyrinthio. Um, this is a zone. This is a zone. We're going to watch this. So you yep. got it ready, Chris? Yep. All right, three, two, one, go. I do have a note on this one when we're done, though. Oh, I'm going to have a couple notes. I'm taking them down right now on my note. I got a bunch of notes and things, too. This song's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm honestly not sure I feel about it. I like it. I think it's fun. Sounds like a Pokemon village, just for the music. Yeah, kind of. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the pre-order mount. It's cool. Or pre-order collector's camera. This place is fucking wild. What the hell? <laughs> Alright. I feel like there's a place in um Okay, what's that game that's more complicated than Monster or not Monster Hunter, <laughs> fucking Resident Evil. Um Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Kinda reminded me of a Kingdom Hearts area. All right. Um, so this area is actually underground, and that sun is fake. Oh, the weird. sky is fake. That explains the dome. Yeah. Um, yep. The speculation like cage is something. this might be a city on the moon. Uh, okay, that's interesting. So it'd be an interesting way to do the moon. Just have a place that doesn't look like the moon and say it's on the moon. Except, and we'll get to it. But there, there is a surface. Okay. Place cool. Too, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping because I was like, that'd be a weird way to do that. The other thing is it has like architecture similar to Charlene though. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to, to say. What well, might be a settlement of that place? Possibly. We've already been to one technically in the game already too. So I mean, I like to keep things yeah. within theme. Yeah. Um, right, other than we're that. talking about it. It's like, it's got that, that Charlene style architecture, but it's got all these weird like techno advancements added on top of it, which in my mind always screams out, you know, the Popato people. Yeah. Or in this case, it'd be the, the new beast tribe or whatever, but right. I can't remember the call in this, but they're effectively the Lunarians from Final Fantasy four. So, uh, where is it? The, are you talking about the, the, the minis, the little, the little mini people, the rabbits. Yeah. The Loporit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this music sounds like it'd be something for something called that. <laughs> I also think it's weird. There's like a water tower out there. Love it. <laughs> That does literally doesn't exist in the game otherwise. <laughs> it's just a Elon Musk colony. True. So uh, that's pretty much it on that it's, one. It's cool. Yeah. I, I, with the context, it makes it more interesting to me. So. Yeah, I mean, this is all guessing. They haven't said nothing. Sure. <laughs> other yeah. than it's underground. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right, let's move on to the next video. Going back to zero. This one is New Area Thavnair. Mm-hmm. We've known about this place since 2.0. We're finally getting to go there. So, Oh, interesting. That's kind of cool. It's an island. I so. like the idea that it's part of lore already. Mm-hmm. Ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Hope there's a little dude with a bunch of girls around him chilling. <laughs> it's not close to the soul. I am one of the fair people in all Final Fantasy fourteen. Looking at the, the structure again for like the third time, give or take. Um, yeah. And the coloration of it all, it kind of reminds me of uh, 
the outlet. Mm. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like the light version, the one that gave away with Shadowbringers. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed uh, similar. Definitely the same wire frame. Very interesting. Yeah, it's super colorful and vibrant compared to um, the other zones we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, also, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's videos for them in here either. But uh, the, one of the the new enemies in the game is the uh, Magus sisters or Magus sisters, depending on how you want to pronounce that. Mm -hmm. um, they, which were in Final Fantasy IV and in Final Fantasy X. So. Hmm. And they fit color theme wise this area, so they'll probably be. That would here. make sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I would be surprised honestly if they matched this and weren't here. Yeah. Those purple block areas are really interesting looking. They're very crazy looking, yeah. yeah. But I mean, one of the first zones in Shadowbringers is a purple forest, so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but Shadowbringers has all sorts of crazy imagery. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like even when I played that boss fight. Um, at E3, like I was looking at all the plant life oh, stuff. And it was pretty, pretty cool the way they did it. Yeah, that that's kind of out there, and even for yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this. It's just a, an outdoor zone. Um, it's probably the least interesting of the things I've seen so far. But that's not. I'm not saying that in a negative sense. It's just like it's cool looking. But yeah. Aesthetically, I'm not as a big fan of like all the crazy colors. Um, I do think the landscape's really cool, and I like the purple rocks and stuff like that. Yeah. But the buildings kind of drive me crazy. I um, just am not into sandy, deserty like areas. For sure. And even though it's there's definitely nice. foliage here, it's more like an oasis foliage. Super arid, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not really my kind of thing in games. But I'm always pleasantly surprised when people make it work. So for sure. And I obviously have not run around here. Although the town, I think, is pretty cool looking. I like how it's on the water. I like the... I mean, it's very colorful. It looks like a fucking Crayola crayon box. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty wild. And it looks like a kid put this together with his blocks. Definitely but, uh, seems very inspired of, like, uh, India and uh, yeah. Central yeah. America and stuff like that. So, yeah. That, uh, that statue near the end with the peacock on the top and the dancers on it is uh, seen in the cutscenes in the first trailer we watched. It's the town that has all the tentacle ladies coming out of the sky with the ice that blows up the statue oh. and the statue gets attacked. Okay. Interesting. So possibly there could be a big event that happens here. Or maybe that's just all mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure it will. Yeah. <laughs> they showed in, in Shadow uh, Bringers that they, they will change zones. So <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah, pretty cool. I like the name of the place. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like there's items early on in 2.0 even or base game um, that have the name Thavnir in them. They're they're imported from this place, and this place is known to also be like this neutral like trading hub. But mm. you're not allowed to go there. Only certain people have access to it. So, so that's why they're trying to make it like a bizarre type place. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I I, I like that there's. I like when people have like these places they hear about and then you eventually get to go there because it kind of makes that lore real. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, for sure. It's exciting in that way. I just yeah. aesthetically, not my, my style. So yeah, I can understand that. All right. Next video. Mm. Mm -hmm. We got the next town. 
Newtown Razathan. 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 Yeah. Um, This is in Thavnir, so it'll be very colorful as well. And this will probably be what I would call the end game city. It's where you spend your end game currency. It's smaller, but has the vendors you need to buy the end game gear and stuff. So, Hmm. ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Uh oh. (laughs) It did not go when I go. Chris is in the future. Chris is watching the future. Like, you guys won't believe what I'm seeing. Oh my god, look at this, it's amazing. Wait three seconds, you'll be seeing this. <laughs> this is very colorful. I actually like this a lot better than what we saw before, though. And then the theme song, again. Yeah. But different. It's a banger. It's a vibe. Yeah, this is cool, I like this. I mean, it's a very... Yeah, it's a little much for me. It's very crayon-colored... But uh, but I like the design. It's neat. Yeah, no, it's super detailed. Yeah. Also, take notice that the buildings are much larger than the character is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a new race. They they are introducing not playable race, but NPC race. It's it's basically elephant people. Yeah, the giant elephant people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really interesting. That was a lot more intricate and interesting than what we saw before, though. Um. So definitely liked it. I I like that right there. What we're looking at right now, which is essentially a shot from the outside with the birds flying by. Um, definitely takes influence from some real world stuff. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I like it. Your thoughts? Still too colorful. Yeah, I. It's just a lot for me <laughs> visually. It, it's a. Uh... Just gonna walk in this place and be like. This is a lot, guys. Yeah. This is a lot. Okay, I, I'm taking it in. I'm not saying anything negative. It's just it's busy. Even the the very busy. The what I believe is he going to be because I, I I'm pretty sure I, I have the this right. Obviously, they haven't really actually said yet. But um, the the equivalent of this city now is is a place called Yulmore, and even its colors, though very regal, um, is very bright. <laughs> All the bright red carpets with the gold lacing and stuff. So, yeah, but but everything can't be. And I'm not saying you said this, but not everything can be like um, like the dark castles and no, no, for stuff sure, like that. Again, I'm not saying you said that, but yeah. like um, that's why I kind of even if I'm not into the aesthetic of some things, sometimes I just like the change of pace. Even if it's like, you know, it becomes later that zone. Remember that zone's fucking like, Ooh, that was busy, but you still remember it and it kind of changes the adventure. So I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. I definitely kind of welcome. I mean, I don't know if I'd say I'd welcome this cause this is really crazy colorful, but like it's, it's, it's interesting. I'll never no, for forget sure. it. Well, here's the thing. I agree with, with the, the, the sentiment of like, it's good for them to make, a bunch of different types of stuff, right? Because yeah. I don't have to like all of it. I still appreciate it's there. Um, whether I'm a fan of it or not, it's still, it's it's just like the real world. There's places here that look completely different than other places. And I have there's, my preference of where I want to live. There's you know some what I mean? very so, colorful places in real life. Yeah. So, But uh, in real life, I'm like, that's crazy that people made that. For sure. <laughs> so it's a little different. I'm like, real people made this. That's crazy. Yeah, and I can appreciate it. People I live just, here. That's crazy. You know, it's just not my style. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll be spending a lot of time here, I'm I, sure, though. I threatened to move the free company house there. You can't. There's no housing there. 
Sorry. Damn, you're real quick to dismiss him saying that. Can't let him live out that that joke. You're like, no, that can't happen. He already, it won't happen. He already threatened me with it once. So <laughs> this threat already happened behind the scenes. We dealt with it. Uh, All right. But if you could, you should. Um, anything else? No, not really. All right. How many more videos do we get? Just so I don't Three. click ahead to some video has Three nothing to do with anything. Three more. I did not read anything. So um, I don't know how I didn't do that. I just don't know what I looked at. So I can rest <laughs> assured I didn't read shit. There was a lot of text. Yeah. yeah. I just saw a lot of Final Fantasy. I'm like, these are the right videos. Uh, the next one we got is uh, New Area Mare Lamentorum. I think so. Lamentorum? It's, Mar- it's, it's Mare Lamentorum. There you go. Mare? Yeah, I remember. I remember. I highlighted it specifically because they said it was like mare, and they like mare, lama. Oh, okay. All right, and it's a new area, so mm-hmm. we're gonna watch this. Ready, Chris? Yep. Three, two, one, and go. Work that time. <laughs> oh, moon place. Yes. It's scary out here. Yeah. Destiny. Wizard came from the moon. That's what he's talking about here. <laughs> this is cool looking. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to talk about this because there is stuff here that is definitely uh, recognizable for me. The music on top of it. So. That's Al again. Fucking spooky out here. I love it. Like I can't believe they actually it's, made it's the moon cool. look interesting. This is interesting. fancy and look like a sci-fi game almost <laughs> uh, it's it's cool looking for sure i definitely want to see what that uh what what it'll be like running around there i'm i'm thrilled to go to the zone because of that building first and mm-hmm. foremost it's just uh and then the music to to reinforce that um this will be a very story heavy thing like it has to be they keep showing them on the moon yeah. And you're going there, so it's like there's gotta be a reason. Yeah, you can fly. Well, you can fly on the moon. In when they were talking about this at one point they had mentioned that uh the moon's gonna have multiple locations outside that are all named, similar to like the way our moon is named, like the sea tranquility and things like that. So mm-hmm. it sounds like the moon's not just gonna be like these two little like cities, but it's gonna be like this vast area that you can explore all around. It's cool. Yeah. A lot of people are gonna be hanging out the moon anything else i I can't say a whole lot because the moon has a crap ton of implications the story so yeah 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 Yeah. anybody Um, watching they know yeah i'm super excited for this part uh, everybody knows there's going to be some heavy storytelling once we get to this part of the the game's gonna be full of it anyways because they're they're going to be shoving a lot of information into the expansion but yeah um one of the first comments that yoshida read when they were showing this was was moon housing now when <laughs> oh yeah. yeah that'd be sick so everybody <laughs> won't live on the moon <laughs> he was just like yeah let me release the one that's coming out first <laughs> all yeah. right next mm. yep all right next video yeah is... like i said these are gonna be super short dungeon crawl yep 
It's very straightforward. Not going to be able to give you much on this. This is literally just a bunch of like tiny teasers of the dungeons that are going to be available. Two minute video. It's a big one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but it'll show off like five dungeons, I think, in that time. This is a teaser. I think so. Cool. Ready? Mm. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. It's fucking wild looking. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Dungeons have just become these huge set pieces for storytelling now. They're less about, like, trying to be these things you can necessarily have to repeat over and over again as much as just they really wanted to put time and effort into making them spectacles for storytelling. That's cool. I like that. Why waste a... The development of a whole ass dungeon. You don't want to do it big. I believe that's what they're showing us the new Eight Man. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure these are just dungeons. So, a lot of people Try. made mention of this. I didn't play Final Fantasy IV, so this is the references that are completely being lost on me. But that train apparently has some pretty significantness to it as well. So. Huh. Um, as a piece of fan service. So. Burn is an area where Aether's been gone, so everything's dead. So it looks like, you know, how coral turns white when it dies. Mm-hmm. Everything's just white. It's weird because there's like a snow area, a desert area and stuff, so. Yeah, I think that barrier was where the burn was connecting uh, to, like, okay. living. Yeah, you would know, I don't, again. but. Well, I'm guessing. Like, <laughs> almost looked like it was like another in-dome area or something like that. Yeah, but I think it's just a force field. Makes sense. So. Uh I think they all look really cool. Um, they all have like a very like dark sci-fi moon base look to them, though. Look like some kind of fucky xenomorph shit happened on them. Uh, yeah, and um, they haven't really like said a whole lot yet. Um, we've only gotten teasers for specifically like this, the place here. Um, we know a little bit, but not a lot. But um, I, I'm not sure if these are supposed to be like Maki or or. Uh, can't remember the other thing off the top of my head now. Anyways, they're they're definitely like, you know, otherworldly or like you know relics of the past type of thing. So, um, I'm definitely curious to learn more about it. So, but other than that, I like there's not a lot I can even give you because this is li- quite literally just a teaser of like the interiors of dungeons. So with zero context for anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just give me a taste of the environments. Which, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It just seems interesting. That they're all like dark environments that are. I mean, they're dungeons, but yeah. Well, and it, it almost seems, seems like a theme. Yeah. Well, aside from the last, the one. one they did show an outside door, and they usually try to do an outdoors one um, when they're making them and stuff. So, so yeah, it's interesting. I, I, 
I wish I knew more, but I mm-hmm. guess I'll find out at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it all looks it all looks really neat, and I have a lot of theories. But again, there's nothing beats data. They're just showing off footage of what they're working on, so yeah. it could be anything. Yeah, I think it'd be really hard to kind of pinpoint anything at this point, especially because they're not even like showing enemies or anything. So it's just like, you know, environments for sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting though. The last one's really interesting. Yeah, I feel like that. I the more I see it, I'm pretty positive that's supposed to be the the connection connecting point between the burn and whatever the other zone is. So. All right, next video. Yep. I think it's the last one. I think it is as well. So this one, real quick to throw some context, um, there was no warning to this. Mail. And they said they were never going to do this. So I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, New yeah. race. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did because they literally weren't going to do this. And then they just snuck it in. Because the dev team likes to do that sometimes when they have some free time. They work on things the community wants. This is something that I feel like a lot of people are split on anyway, though, in theory. Because some people just want it aesthetically because they're just like, oh, why not? But then people are like, because there isn't any. They're in the lore. Yeah, they, but like, yeah, yeah, they, they are. They exist, but they're supposed to be like, they live in a, like their own little like nomadic groups. Like mm-hmm. very small groups because they're like really feral supposedly um so they don't exist within the society too much outside of like coming into town to you know get it on periodically uh and this Hell is the yeah. first depiction that i know of that we've actually seen like a, them like a drawing or anything they're the first time we've ever seen anything like this well no, that's that's what i was saying like when it comes to like them not really being around like even if they're in lore or whatever they're still like so rare that nobody really knows what the hell they look like so to just kind of throw them in i don't really have an issue with it but i do kind of i think it's it kind of takes away from that mystique and lore yeah i mean this but is this is crowd pleasing is what this is that's well yeah it's, it literally sounds like they they fold in the sense of like some people wanted it and they're like well, i guess we're gonna do it yeah well when they originally released them um, uh, they made the mistake of showing concept art of males and so People know that there was a plan for it. I never even saw that. So this yeah. will be a straight up surprise for me. Well, this doesn't even look like the concept art. So they went completely. Oh, right. really? Um, what it looks like to me is in order to make it happen, they just took existing frames. Probably. Instead of making new ones. It was just completely smart. Especially if they just kind of so, snuck it out like this. They yeah. probably didn't put that much work into it. Yeah. And part of their, their well, like I, I kind of had brought up to you at work, uh, it's like they're, they're they keep talking about they're, they're going to have to change their workflow soon to make to optimize it again because there's just the content is changing. Mm-hmm. They need to change the way they work. I think they have started working on that, and because people had some extra time, this exists now. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's watch this so I even know what we're getting into. Definitely have my opinions already, but um, let's watch this. Are you ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, this is a surprise. I was not expecting this. No one was. They didn't fucking say. They literally just threw the trailer at us. <laughs> oh, by the way, here you go. Pretty much. I'm sure a lot of people were super stoked, and a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Interesting. I think it looks bad. It looks pretty cool. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. To see one. 
So it does just kind of look like a dude with uh, ears. He got the cute little <laughs> curved ears. Look at him. It's like, hey, I just don't get the straight ears on the little curved ones. Oh, he got some moves. Okay. That's why nobody's seen these guys. They're just too cool for everybody. Just like we just hang out by the waterfall and do little dance moves. <laughs> kind of do these little salutes to each other. Like, what's up, cool guy? I don't know. What's up with you, cool guy? Um, so after this trailer, they also announced they are working on female um, uh, Hrothgar as well. So, mm -hmm. so they will be coming out with no release date, but they will be coming out. I'm so mixed on that because... Uh, good for everybody who who wants the options but i kind of like when there's like locked in uh i guess gender specific i don't think classes the dev team likes it because final fantasy 14 originally did have that with the makote were female only the cat people and yeah. the uh rogue and male only and then when 14 got rebooted they gave them opposite sexes because uh yoshida didn't want the separation like that so yeah. um the only reason they did like, it this time is because they weren't going to make races anymore because it's yeah. just too much work to make armor yeah so. every, every time i hear this they say them say they're not going to do something i'm just like whatever we'll see <laughs> i think it's getting to that point yeah this is a this is a common story now <laughs> um i don't i don't have a problem with it it's just um I do, I do kind of like when when things are kind of locked in though, because there is something kind of interesting about that. But again, you know, there's nothing really wrong with options as long as the game doesn't have a way to make characters that look so ridiculous it takes you out of the game. Some MMOs allow you to make like your feet gigantic and your head really small, right. and ridiculous stuff like that. So as long as the game doesn't do that, I don't have much to complain about. But it, it looks cool. It looks like a it looks like a dude with bunny ears. Um, looks real cool. Um, I mean, I would maybe play as one. I have the cat guy. I like him. I'm pretty partial to him. I'm like a big like cat character type person, but I like the way my guy looks in 14. So it's really hard for me to change him. But uh, yes, I'm pretty locked in. I, I won't change again at this point. Um, I really like my character. So. Chris and uh, another free company member member of ours. Our uh, our fans of changing. So. They just jump around a lot. Uh, I am, I am yeah. a fan of, of Male Vieira. I was a proponent for adding them to the game, but uh, I mean, I don't really change races too often. I've done that like maybe three times, twice now, give or take. Um, but I, I'm sure they're going to be. Then they haven't said anything about the characters, but I, I can almost give you. I'll give you 95 percent chance that they are going to have the same restrictions as the, their female counterparts. They will not be able to wear helmets. They can't change their hair too much. Uh, Probably. You know, they're going to be pretty locked in aesthetically as far as their heads go. 
um because it's probably just a simple you know wiring or wireframe changing of removing female you know anatomy and masculinizing the face up a little bit um barely <laughs> yeah they're very femme he had some masculine ass uh eyebrows very cute very angry looking eyebrows yeah <laughs> some thick boys but yeah i mean like, Looks like he's pissed like off you said in the past, they've done this before with the Makote and the Rogadin. They had the opposite genders they didn't have before, so it's not outside their own possibilities. Um, and I'm just glad that they did it without having to, like... They did it in their own time because they wanted to do it, because they saw the demand for it. They didn't have to. Um, so it's really nice to see that they're they're doing that just because they appreciate... I, I, I equated them appreciating the fan base and wanting to pay that forward, but... They're really good about that. I mean, the last thing they did is they added flying to the original base zones. That was never mm-hmm. going to happen. It seems like if they got the time, they do some extra shit, mm. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It seems like every time they have a big announcement, there's something that kind of catches people off guard a bit, which is nice. I mean, everything is a surprise in the sense of like, where is the story going? Right. Who might this be? It's also a lot. Of what do these classes do? Though. But then, like, yeah, for sure, it seems like a lot of people kind of guess and are pretty close, but. Then there's always something like this, or people are like, "What the fuck?" So yeah, that's that's you cool. You said you weren't going to do that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you lie enough, it just becomes hard to guess what <laughs> someone's going to do. If they're just like, well, "I'm not going to do this," are you sure? Because you always say you're not. You're not going to do something. You do it. No, I'm definitely not doing it this time. Never, yeah. never. Um, and I would never lie to you. It's crazy too, because when the dev uh, and not the leadership, so not like Yoshi P, for example, but like when the devs talk about like their workload and like when they do stuff like this they always say like the motivation comes from the the constant praise they get so sure yeah 14's definitely got um a dedicated fan base but it's also a positive one which yeah. i'm mm-hmm. sure if you give back you can kind of keep that yeah. that positive feedback loop going there, so don't get, and don't get me wrong there's some gross pockets it is an online game but oh sure every, every game <laughs> every game although 14 i've ran to Pretty minimal experiences of shitty people, I guess. Yeah, it's it's pretty uncommon. Like, it's gonna happen, yeah. but um, I mean, the worst thing I really have to deal with, and this is just out of personal preference, is you run into our peers a lot, and if you're not into that, it can be a little awkward feeling. So um, they can have their fun. I'm not saying otherwise, but it is a little weird when you're kind of caught up in that fun. Um, that's that's a little much for me so yeah only like twice and i've i haven't played the game as much as you guys but only like twice ever which is a great a great ratio i've yeah. gotten people being as passive aggressive as like a roommate who leaves like a post-it note on the fridge going to be nice if people would do the dishes yeah it's like oh okay i don't know who that's directed at but it's definitely might be me it's pretty much that that's yeah. about as bad as it gets it's not like playing every other game i play online and People just jump in and start saying some crazy shit. And I'm like, all right, gloves are off. Let's go. I think a big part of that, too, uh, is that to a fault, uh, the GMs will ban people. Um, so people are nice out of fear. Some are. This is a dystopian communist. It unfortunately does also <laughs> lead to not being able to provide criticism, though, because people can turn around and say you're harassing them. Yeah, I don't like that either. And it it, it has been a bit there's of a, a there's sour a fucking there's point. a balance. Yeah, you have to find when you start getting to the point where you can abuse systems that can punish people. 
ooh, they will get abused. Yeah. So it doesn't happen even often, but it has happened enough to where people are kind of like, watch what you say in game. Like Sometimes it's not even nefarious. Sometimes people just, you know, especially in text-based stuff, if you're not talking, people can misinterpret shit. For sure. And get like really weird. And then they're like, I'm uncomfortable. Someone take care of this. And Exactly. Yeah. It can just go downhill. That's quick. pretty much exactly what it is most of yeah. the time is that. You know, someone's trying to be helpful, but the other person is self-conscious, and they take that as they're being told they're bad. Yeah, they they need to. It's a weird thing for me to say, but I I always thought um, I don't know if it still does because I barely do anything Xbox related. But back in the day on Xbox Live, they had like a reporting system, but like they actually had a lot of info to look into the report mm. to see if it was bullshit or not. And half the time, if you got reported, nothing happened unless there's evidence of something. So. Yeah. Um, I think they were really good and fair, but they were involved with the process. And some other things are like automated and some things are like, well, we just don't want to deal with bullshit. So get these fucking people out of here. And it's always, I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine it's easy. No. Yeah. If you're like one of the people who are like moderating this kind of stuff, like it would be, it'd be rough because you have to look into the validity of things. You got to listen to people who have something to complain about. Cause most of those people probably feel their feelings are valid, which they are, but misinterpretation can play a part. And then, you know, is the person who did it, did they do it on purpose? Are they, One of them, are they malicious? And if all you have to go off of is chat logs, it is kind yeah. of difficult. That's why a lot of people suggest like streaming and not to try to like be a streamer, but to have VODs. Yeah. I so. just <laughs> wish that they had a system that was maybe lightly recording. Yeah. That's tricky like, too, um, <laughs> like, like, like shadowing in a certain area. And yeah. once you've reported the last 15 minutes or something like that is on record, yeah, be rough to do, but it would be, you know, give you something to work off yeah. of. Um, or cause even I, I've, I've, I don't know what the fuck it was. It might've been a game or something, but like when you report, it's like, we're going to send a, this chunk of mm-hmm. video and stuff and audio. Mm-hmm. I think it's a uh, PlayStation. Just in general. Yeah. Voice chat. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, which is a whole other fucking box. I'm just like, eh, I'm not really into that. But again, it's, at least it's all super complicated. Yep. Like yep. how far is too far? Anyway. Um, male Vera. I, I'm happy it? for people. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be one. No, I don't even play a male character to begin with. So, Chris is excited. I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> I think two people I know of are switching to this, and then two people are switching to um, Reaper. And out of Are those, the two people that are switching to this also switching to Reaper? One of them. There's a Venn diagram intersection. Yeah, it's like a figure eight, right? There's a person here, there's a person in the middle who's doing both, and then a person over here. <laughs> I'm just jumping and do it all. Wow, you know the person doing it all, so. Yeah, I already assumed. I already assumed. All right, well, I think that's all the videos. It is. Is there anything you guys want to say before we jump into reading comments? That's up to Chris. He took some notes. I don't know if he wants to talk about any of them or not. But Uh, No, no, we covered everything that I took notes on. Okay, I'll say I, I tried to 
cover as much as possible. So the only thing that really wasn't here that I, I felt was necessary was talking about the, the servers opening up in Australia. So, yeah. Um, I guess from my perspective overall, I think everything that they've shown off is really cool. I think the, uh, even though the Reaper class is a bit expected, not from Final Fantasy 14, but in general, uh, it feels safe visually, but I think it's cool looking. Uh, the trailer was cool. The locations are cool. Um, I think the moon stuff is probably the most interesting in my opinion. Um, the Melvira, um, I'm, I'm either way with, it's cool, but I would just play a female too, but male it's cool too. So I don't care. I like the bunny ears. They're neat. Um, I like how pissed off he looked when he got out of bed going, <laughs> I'm not doing cool guy stuff by the waterfall. I gotta get the fuck over there. He's just angry over that, which I get. Um, what else am I missing? I mean, pretty much liked everything I saw. Yeah, otherwise, it just kind of zones and dungeons. So. Yeah, the dungeons we didn't get to see much on, but um, it's a it's a taste, and yeah. uh, you kind of see where it's going. Um, I did th- think um, Shadowbringers dungeons, maybe just the one I saw. I saw a couple seem more elaborate, but we haven't seen what these are going to offer. But they all seem yeah. a little more. I kind of agree on both those points. I I love aesthetically the shadowbringers dungeons and I they are very think it's imaginative yeah um it seemed exciting that was also during the point where yoshida was like i want to make a high fantasy game yeah. and then all of a sudden he's making final fantasy 16 and shadowbringers and they're both very high fantasy so yeah. so now we're going back to normal 14 where there's a lot of sci-fi influences so. i want to do what i want square's like okay yeah pretty much okay i want to make a sci or a fantasy game they're like Cool. You also make a lot of money. You just want to make the next Final Fantasy? Okay. <laughs> okay. Do whatever you want. She was like, I don't know if I want to make it, but I'll supervise. He can do it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Every time... <laughs> There's so many pictures of him, like, just kind of, like, passed out on a couch backstage and stuff like that. He's just taking naps all the time. All the time. He's got to get it while he can. <laughs> He's busy. So... You get that sleep. Yeah. It's like Josh and his naps, except for he ain't making a lot of games. <laughs> Just a lot of naps. He likes them naps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? No, I've, I'm just, you know, we got a patch coming out in about a week, which I'm super excited about. Very soon. Because uh, it is literally the beginning of what we're going to be getting into in November. So it's going to be a long wait, though. Yeah, it's coming out this year, but... Not right around the corner. Yeah. And uh, for you, I'm sure it's going to be a lot slower. But with that, uh, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about everything we watched when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV, the Fan Fest? Uh, what do you think of the Fan Fest? Um, how hyped are you? Give, give me the 1 through 10 if you want to. And uh, out of all the stuff we watched, we think about the trailer, we think about the class reveals, we think about the... Uh, uh, male Vera. What do you think about the locations? What do you think about the dungeons? Do you have any theories on any of the locations? Um, maybe based off something you read or lore. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let us know what you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to everything we watched. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, okay, it's that time again where we go back, check out videos that we did prior, and uh, read your comments. Now, the last week I was on vacation, so no videos came out. Look at my face. I look just absolutely fucking shocked. <laughs> like, oh my God, we're reacting to something real good. Um, let's, oh, that was Lost Judgment. I was very excited about that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, only did one video in the last week. So um, 
we got uh, a couple of comments to read, which is great because this episode is running very long anyway, so it's almost doing us a favor. Um, so we got two comments on uh, we reacted to Lost Judgment, Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake, Integrade, and uh, talked about Resident Evil Village before I had beaten it multiple times. Um, so make sure to go check that out if you're curious about any of that or curious about why I'm making that face. Um, comments we got is from, first one is Crimson Striker that says, never seen Dirge of Cerberus or Crisis Core, I take it, eh? This is in reference to, there were some characters they showed in the trailer for Integrate that I'm not familiar with. Uh, Chevy is familiar with them, but... Uh, no, I'm not familiar with them. Oh. The... the very Nomura character. I assumed he was from one of those two games, mm. but I didn't play those games. So. Yeah. One of them was a mobile game, so that's why I never played it. And then Same. Dirge of Cerberus I never touched because I heard it was horrible when I saw it. It didn't Same. look that great. Um, though I know some people who enjoyed it. Sure. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, have I seen them? 100%. I 100% have seen those games. So yes, definitely have seen them, never played them. Um, but then I replied... Uh, definitely seen them. Didn't play either of them. I just know Gokt was Genesis and Crisis Core because I am a low-key, high-key fan of Gokt. Um, so whatever he did, I knew about. Um, plus, I like Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, anything to add to that, Chris? Obviously, that wasn't directed at you, but you played... I know you played Dirge of Cerberus. I played both of them. And Crisis Core. Uh, did you like Crisis both Core. of them outside of just being like a fan of the story, or were they good? Uh, I enjoyed Crisis Core. Okay. Um, and, I heard it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, it, it was different. It was more of like a action RPG, mm-hmm. um, more along the lines of like you know like thirteen and things like that. It kind of drifted in that direction. Okay. Less uh, active time battle, more you know run around. It's the early things. days of where they've pretty much gone. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. To, it was fun to get the backstory of you know Final Fantasy if things happened right before. That was the, always um, the then, more intriguing part of it. Was, yeah, I, I was kind of curious mm-hmm. about the story aspect of it. Gameplay, it didn't look that great to me. Yeah, playing and playing as uh, Zach and seeing you know what happened with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirge of Cerberus, I've played, but it was forever ago, forever and a day ago. Um, I don't recall it being anything crazy. Uh, it was, if I remember right, again more of like the action. RPG, uh, but with a gun um, that had, you know, you could customize it to be different types of guns. Um, and Gokt was also in that one as well. He played uh, Chaos in that one. Mm. He was like a hidden, it was a hidden ending. He was in it. Oh, interesting. Um, but it's cool to see those characters, you know, brought into the game again, but I don't have too much context from what I recall about them. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely bridging it all together. We already saw some Advent Children um, reference in uh, in some. remake. I'm just throwing it out there. And uh, <laughs> so now it seems like they're really trying to tie it all together, yeah. which I think is cool. Yeah. But be careful because it's a little ambitious. It's a lot to pack yeah. in there. They had to make it in separate games before, yeah. and that was added over time. We're also uh, getting that mobile game, which is going to cover every story on it as well with a traditional rpg system so that'll be interesting that'll be interesting yeah for sure yeah i just uh as much as i i just hope it's good um i get worried if if they start trying to get a little too complicated and all the things they want to throw in together it's like you don't want to throw too many ingredients into something because you kind of lose what you're trying to make the flavor of what you're trying to hit so um 
yeah, and I'm already in a weird place with Final Fantasy VII remake. So yeah, but I mean, it's 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 cool. I, I'm all for it, especially for anybody who did play those games and uh, you know feels like oh fuck, I know who that is. For like, sure, you know that, that's exciting. So um, yeah, definitely cool. And then we got a another comment, the last comment from Jeremy. It says, "Oh, it's an Ask TLG. I should have read that first. Uh, ask TLG. Make sure to type in hashtag Ask TLG on your comment if you want to for sure be on the show. Unless you say crazy shit, then I'll maybe read it. Um, I like crazy stuff. Just nothing fucking. Don't get me in trouble. Don't say something that's fucking stupid and offensive. Um, he says, "Well, ha ha ha, that a first for me." First, eyes closed, TLG react. Very professional, Seth. I know I never said I was a fucking professional. No one said that shit. I try to be professional, but I'm not. A couple dudes in a room, man. A couple dudes. Um, yeah, no, that was a first. Uh, make sure to go back and watch that episode if you want to see the first ever in five years uh, blindfolded reaction video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so rough. And Chris wasn't there for that one. Um, mm-hmm. We were watching... Uh, the intergrade trailer in the beginning started showing some stuff half, from the end of remake half the fucking thing which they, it's been out for a while so i get it but at the same time i haven't beaten it yet and i was like oh shit and i just like put my hands over my eyes and Chevy had to tell me when i was okay to look so that was the first ever and it was very professional me like, did you see how quick i was on that shit i was like i'm true, not ruining true. this for me i'm very i'm very fast um <laughs> super funny but the that what you get to not finish ff7 remake is what i get you say a joke (laughs) apart no that's what i get and that is a fact this is this is the the longer you wait to beat a game that's high profile the more the minefield becomes just like an ocean of mines and you're just like i'm gonna get something spoiled eventually because it's been too long and then when it's been years people are like spoiler but fuck you because you haven't played it yet so you should have uh and they say it anyway it's like oh okay this is the world we live in so it all gets spoiled for me i gotta beat it um if you're really going to finish the game, uh, I know you probably will probably not. See, he's challenging me at this point, which I <laughs> typically get good results for me when you challenge me because I don't, I don't like to be challenged. Um, <laughs> but please don't rush it because you may miss some really cool stuff. All the character you guys saw in the trailer, Blue Hair and Psycho Mantis dude, are from old Final Fantasy VII game Dirge Cerberus. Still not able to put my hand on a PS5. You can touch mine. It's right over here. It's a long drive, though. It's reach. Um, Halo reach. i really beginning to regret selling my PS4, as you should. I will be real mad if I can't get one before Yuffie DLC. I want to finally try Final Fantasy XIV. Perfect timing to say that, because if you just watched a bunch of the Final Fantasy XIV stuff, hopefully you watched that and got excited about it. Um, I pretty much have replied to the whole comment as I read it. Anything you guys want to add to that? Um no, I mean, I, I, I didn't pinpoint the characters to a specific game, so it's good to know which one they're coming from. Um, you and millions of other people on that PS5, man, it's it's a rough one right now. And unfortunately, there's just too many layers to that problem to just point at one thing and blame it. So um, you can always rebuy a PS4. I'm sure you can find one in a pawn shop for dirt cheap. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, you could, PS4 is accessible, so you could probably get one for a good price. Although, after selling one, it'd be kind of weird feeling to buy another It would again. be, but Unless I mean... you got a good deal on it. I also told him in Discord, link down below, uh, to buy a PC. <laughs> <laughs> then he could play a good bet. all sorts of games, including a bunch of Xbox games he probably already owns. So, 
But yeah. not Final Fantasy VII. I mean, no. No, you're right. Is it on there? No, no, it's not. I was thinking it was, but it's not yet. Um, and then the, the DLC, I believe, is PS5 only. Yep. Or is it timed exclusive? I mean, they haven't said that. I don't know. It is very likely. I'm talking. That it will I'm come asking out on PC questions out of my ass. And then, as far as trying Final Fantasy XIV, I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell everyone. If you do, let me know. I'm more than willing to help. I'm not doing anything in the game right now, so it would give me a reason to log in anyways. So, yeah, yeah. Get that PS4, PS5 though. He's got to put his hand, put a hand on a PS5. And, and if you do decide to to play it on console, um, a certain person you played Monster Hunter World with. Uh, plays on console and can give you a lot of pointers. So that's a lot of people. That's vague. <laughs> well, I mean, I only know one other person who played on Xbox. Oh, uh, I, I forgot we we're talking. I forgot Xbox. Yeah, exists. So, so yeah, it is a console. But I would be glad to welcome you to the free company if you want to come play. Yeah, you definitely have people to play with if you want to play fourteen. In yeah. fact, when it comes to MMOs. It's like the most active group of people I know playing an MMO right now is them playing 14 because I know some people who like go into an MMO I won't mention and just bitch about it and then leave. Um, and then you got people like me who are just kind of jumping in and out of every MMO in sight trying to find one to hook you. So at least they are on it, playing it regularly, and they got a group of people who play regularly. So Yeah, I mean, we log in at least once, twice a week yeah. right now, so... Mm-hmm. They're all very enthusiastic too. As soon as you show up, they're like, "Here's a bunch of money. Tell me you need help. Will, I'm here. I will absolutely give you starting gill." Yep. He was, yeah. Chevy's <laughs> fucking. He's the bank. He's giving me money. Everybody money. That's, that's not untrue. <laughs> the Scrooge McDuck of the free company. Yeah. Of real life, a little bit. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like spending, so. Scrooge McDuck. I like it. Um, yeah. Chris, got anything to add to that? I am in the same boat of you with you trying to get my hands on a PS5. Yeah. I I was I tried to warn people. I'm not trying to sound like I know everything because I'm wrong at this point, but I was telling people I was like, dude, it's gonna be real hard getting a PS5 um in the year that last year when they came out. Um because of the pandemic, of course, but also because it's a brand new console. And when you're like, I want it, like, yeah, you and everybody else wants it. So you got to find it. And then they're like, you know, people, all the bots and stuff, I'm like, they're getting some of them, for, but the mass majority of people, or mass majority of PS5 is just getting bought by a lot of people. Yeah. Limited stock, all that stuff, whatever. And I was telling people, I was like, next year is when it's going to become like easier. And uh, even though you could still get them, a lot of people act like you just couldn't get them. I'm like, you can get one. You just got to be really vigilant. Um, yeah, you have to put the work in. But my speculation, I was like, you know, maybe like into spring, it's going to become a lot easier. And I was feeling pretty confident about that. Everything was kind of going the way I was saying. And then, then they're like, we can't get certain parts. And we're thinking about doing like PS5 redesigns so we can get PS5s out. I'm like, that's crazy. Because that means the PS5 I have is going to be like the original model that's already like gone. And they're just going to start making these new ones. So it's kind of crazy that like the, this is extending well, well past where I thought. I thought by now they'd become 
like kind of common, like to the point where like some pop, pop into stores more often. People are able to go in there and just grab one. And it seemed like that was starting to happen before, and now it's not anymore. Like it's a complete reversal. So it's really interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how long this extends. Um, I don't think Xbox is having the same kind of shortages. They're still selling instantly. But I think they're also yeah. pretty rare. But I don't think they're as rare because like the PS5, they said like straight up they're trying to like bump up production on them because there's they're just not out there. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know in case someone out there who's watching or listening to this isn't aware there's a superconductor shortage globally (laughs) so uh it's not just consoles or it's computer parts of a lot of things lately cars aren't being able to be made the same way they were like all sorts of stuff like gas uh it's it's pretty wild right now (laughs) so uh it's a good and bad time to be into electronics and gaming so Good and bad time to. It's a lot of new tech. Have a and PS5 right none now. None of it's available. <laughs> so it's crazy. Though you can get pre made computers uh, because. Um, That's the way to at, go. At the very, right now it is. Yeah. Uh, because the, the people who are scalpers uh, aren't trying to buy whole systems. I've talked to people who are like, I really want to build one, but I kind of want to buy a pre built one. But I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm so old at this point i've built computers we've been building computers forever like i'm just at the point kind of where i just want to have someone just build it make sure it works and send it to me as long as it just has in it what i want in it i don't care about the building thing i don't have to have that story of like i built this and if you're one of those people who want to do that i did it too for years you did it forever i get that but but i'm just kind of past it now at this point um but also now it just kind of makes sense to do it too because the limitations like and you, the markup's not even that crazy compared no, to dude, I was what fucking, you'll buy from a scalper. Though things, not to get into that topic, but inflation's happening right now in the market. And like within months, things have gone up quite a bit. But like two months ago, I was looking at gaming laptops. They're pretty fair priced. They had some pretty beefy fucking video cards in them. You that, can still get 3060 laptops for under grand right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, though I'm not big into gaming laptops, but... Um, Still, just to have one as a price points, though. But but one hundred percent, like if you can't find certain things, like just buy pre-built. There's not like unless you're just really dedicated to having that experience of like you built your own computer, you put in this and that, and it's got all the cool lights stuff like that. But yeah, right now, I'm I'm a I'm a functionality over like I don't know having I guess that bragging rights kind of person. So like if I if I yeah hundred percent I'm on the same page, but. Um, but I respect anybody who's excited about that. You know, I don't want to take that away from you, but, um, I just want something that's going to play the fucking game. I want to play at the graphics. I want to play it at, at. and if I can get that now at a fair price, don't have to wait for months. I would choose that just because, um, I'd rather be playing the game than having the computer, the special way I want it and play the game, but to each their own for sure. Um, so, I mean, to bring it back to the PS5, though, the, the whole thing is... Yeah, I don't even know what... The, is I was it, just like, what are we talking about? It's an electronics <laughs> uh, part shortage yeah. globally. It's and So, I mean, on top of millions of people trying to get the thing, um, they can't make them. So, so that's why he's specific about put his hand on a PS5. He's not talking about buying one. <laughs> he's talking about once his hand gets placed there, he's like, once my hand touches that PS5, it is mine. Um, like, no, it's mine. No, 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 no. This is mine now. And just 
take and run. Yeah, so I would probably for the time being pick up PS4 again. I know it's kind of it's probably going to sting a little bit, but just I would just do it. Just so you have something. Resident Evil Village runs great on PS4. So it's Final Fantasy 14. True. <laughs> you got two options. There's only two games, but they're good ones. Anything else? No. This is a long one. I'm just I'm ready to end it. It is a long episode. It's been a big episode. And if you've been here for the whole thing, you're a legend. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for all your hard work. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, unless anybody else anything else to say. Come play Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. There's a free trial that lets you play all the way to 60 for free. Yeah. There's two full stories. Yes, We're, I'm advertising for We them. are not sponsored, but we'd like to be. That's going to do it for this episode of TastyCast, episode 142. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe to Joe's episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on social media and streams. Links down below. We, me and Chris, both stream pretty regularly. And uh, Shovey will stream at some point, I'm sure. Whenever they fix my motherboard. True. Um, and yeah, got Discord link down below. We are on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, it's all linked down below as well. And we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support this channel further than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing to this channel, this one right here that you're watching right now, hit the subscribe button if you're brand new. Or if you're not, unsubscribe and resubscribe if you want to do that Just as well. Just click that button a bunch. Hit that. But make sure it lands on subscribe. Don't be leaving. Um <laughs> And yeah, uh, my name's Seth, and uh, thank you, Chevy and Chris, for joining me as always. And we'll be back. Uh, we got another Tasty Cast before the end of the month, I believe. And then we'll be doing the other shows. So until then, <laughs> uh, expect uh, some streams and episodes uh, this week. Um, and yeah, have a good one, guys, and take it easy. <laughs>